1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as The Eric Carr Story, amongst many others. You're
3: listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll.
0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Shout It Out Loud cast. Don't turn your radio dial. You're in the right place. Because the album review crew is back with episode 18. We are calling this one. We are love hungry men on the way to the promised land. Even though we're known to be a touch too much when we meet girls who have
4: Rhythm! Tommy, Zeus, how are you? How did you not get beating around the bush into your intro there that was like you can't do every lyric all right all right all right hey, Sonny what's up Zeus what's up we're back at it
3: oh man I'm fired up for this one I'm this is gonna be good this is gonna be good yeah once in a while we hit these like kind of like out on the beaten path like unknown albums unknown bands but we like them so we decided to talk about them and we came up with act DC <laughs> like that. This new Australian band? Yeah. Um, Parkway to Hell, something like that. Yeah. Let's let's give it a try and we'll see what we think. Yeah,
4: new release. Should be pretty good. <laughs> this could be rough. What? You, how could this be rough? <laughs> Only Sonny Poonie can friggin' come in with negativity for Highway to Hell. Oh, oh
3: God. This is going to be rough if I hear any negativity about this album. <laughs> Go ahead.
4: If you have negativity towards Highway to Hell, it's because you are seeking it out. You're manufacturing it. But that's okay. That's what this is for. That's what this is for. And let, let's be clear for everybody that might not be aware, this is the group pick. The group yeah. picks, as as with our... They trend you know, Appetite for Destruction, Pyromania, Blizzard of Oz. These are all big, big albums. So... Uh, and Highway to Hell is about as big as it gets. So...
0: And I know you guys try to keep like kind of the kiss episodes and the bonus episodes a little bit separated because it's two mm-hmm. different animals. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, things cross reference. Oh yeah. So you know Jericho was on Uh-oh. a couple of weeks ago. Uh oh. By, Last time, week? This by the time this is out, by time this is out, it'd be a couple of weeks, won't it? Eh, one or two weeks, perhaps. But go ahead. Jericho was on a little while ago, and he Bagel. had some things to say, and I wanted to make sure that I respond. Um, so I've got a Uh-oh. few things. One, oh God. yes, Jericho did put an invite out there. I had to choose between my beautiful wife and Jericho. Come on. How long, how long, how long did it take you to make that decision? Uh, less than three and a half milliseconds. Okay. <laughs> right. I didn't think about it twice. <laughs> okay. Two, we travel in packs and what I mean by we And we
3: do food. it in the back that's right <laughs> that's all you do when you do it
0: doggy style no. we won't it be doggy style it won't be just me
4: and Danny Tom knows
3: the- what I'm talking about right yes thank you sorry sonny I had to cut it you set that one up on a T
4: that was a that was a layup but go ahead
0: so I was gonna say we travel in packs but I don't want to do it from the anything. back <laughs> So on the kiss cruise, it just won't be me and Danny as representing the poonies. There'll be Jackie, Sally, Betty, Shawnee, Gilly, Harley, (laughs) Kaylee, Leslie, Nancy, Riley, Sherry, Vinny, Wiley, Georgie, Anthony, Maddie, Mikey, Kylie, Marley, Sammy, (laughs) Shelly, Shirley, and Marty, just to (laughs) let you know. And we look forward to having chocolate chip pancakes and ice cream with you on the kiss cruise in the morning. Wow. He'll, he'll 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 love that. He'll love that. And then the last thing I have for Jericho, he said that you know Danny and I that he would kind of get us drunk on some tequila, and maybe we don't we're not around no more. All I have to say to that is you cheap ass tequila, what is a bottom shelf fucking tequila? Like I don't need fifty year old Glenn Glenfiddich, but it's got to at least be like blue label Johnny Walker. You're not gonna like goad me into
4: disappearance with goddamn Jose Cuervo. I think his I think his goal is to just get you. Under the weather enough where he can just easily tip you over the edge of that cruise ship. He doesn't care
3: what you go in, what you're drinking. He's gonna fucking load you up on some gray goose and give you a Judas effect. And when no one's looking, just elbow you straight off the cruise and be like, Hey, what happened to Pony?" <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
4: <laughs> oh Love Jericho. He's the man. And we're all gonna be hanging out on the cruise. Hopefully we'll see what happens. That that could be that could be oh boy. Yikes, I I haven't done a will yet Zeus, I know you're an attorney Maybe you can reference recommend me Because before I get on that ship I need to make sure my affairs are in order In case my wife and son never see me again After that thing We'll talk yes, about it's that gonna
3: be, It's going to be uh, pretty chaotic With the four of us there Our friend Steve oh. will be there From Potter Than Hell And then obviously the bands We just did Rat, Segway yep. Yep. Uh, Fozzie will be there uh, your shitty band Queensrÿche will be there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who else will be there? Uh, Bruce and his group. Bruce, Bruce and his and group. His group. Yep. Oh yeah, Kiss will be performing too.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Kiss.
3: Yeah,
4: the yeah, band called Kiss will be there too. But whatever. <laughs> Actually, won't Black and Blue be there? Well, no, and one I'm si- par- no, one One no, fourth no. of them. I, I don't no, know. And, I, and I'm asking <laughs> that because I thought I, I thought I remembered somebody talking yeah, about. Does how it that's
3: matter? No,
4: but my point in asking that is how is that going to work if Tommy Thayer is in Kiss in black and blue? Because I, I swear to God, black and blue is on the cruise. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't give a Did shit. You you realize Tommy hasn't been in black and blue in 20 years? Of course. No, I know that. I know that. Well,
1: they're
0: Listen, not to- Listen, Tommy, you're in Kiss, <laughs> not black and
3: blue. Tommy, if there's time permitting, put my luggage in the back, get to my dog, pick up after them, and then if you have time, go join Black and Blue, the band I discovered. (laughs) Exactly. And now now they're (laughs) performing on the Kiss Crude, performing on stage 12, and bartending duties in the lower decks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. You ready
4: to do this? What did we do last month? So last month we did Rat Detonator. That was Zeus's pick, and boy, oh boy, did people love Detonator! Wow, good for Zeus. He, he got a lot of love for that one. Um, he didn't get a lot of love from the
3: us, but he got a lot <laughs> of love from the listeners. <laughs> My co-hosts uh, weren't big fans. Tom was kind of in the middle. I was in the middle on uh, it. Yeah,
4: yeah, see. yeah. Sonny, not really.
3: Jabs at it constantly.
4: I tell, tell you right now, though. For our poll, so every every episode we do, you know, best song, we, it wasn't even close, absolutely shattered the amount of votes for a bonus poll. It, this really? was, I, I could not believe it. it. Not even close how many votes we got on the rat Maybe
3: poll. because it was in the middle of our Kiss Madness tournament, Tom? I think Maybe that because or could you,
4: so-and-so got involved, too. That, that exactly. So we'll talk about that. So the options for the song were Top Secret, Shame, Shame, Shame. Love and Use a Dirty Job and Giving Yourself Away. Love and Use a Dirty Job and Giving Yourself Away were battling it out for a while. And then at the end, Love and Use a Dirty Job came out on top 40%. Giving Yourself Away 33%, Shame, Shame, Shame 24%. And then Top Secret came in there with 3%. Ton of votes. um, But it was exciting for us because uh, we had a lot of comments from, from people, as usual, saying how much they love the album, they love the pick, they love the songs. But then Stephen Piercy himself jumps in on the pole and says, I think I'm going to add giving yourself away into the set. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I have one question, Stephen. Why? Oh, no. So, so then it gets <laughs> even better because then Zeus decides to jump in there and throw you guys on the bus. Oh, it was terrific. I loved it. I loved it. Especially just- Pooney. Right, I'm yeah. good with it because I got both middle fingers in the air
0: as the person's driving the bus. I don't care. Oh, oh, come on, man! I come stick on. to what I said.
4: Yeah, it was wrong then. <laughs> it's wrong now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you on that too. Yeah, it's that's not a good story. So you're both, you're both, you, <laughs> yeah, we're both wrong. That's fine. We're both wrong. But yeah, so then Stephen Piercy jumped in again because Zeus threw me and Sonny under the bus,
3: <laughs> and that. <laughs> What did I say? Be fair. Yeah. I love you, Stephen, but my two co-hosts fucking hate you.
0: That's what I pretty much.
3: That I, was it. Pretty, no, pretty, I think I put in there. I love this song. This song is great. Can't believe my two co-hosts didn't like this. Especially Sonny Pooney, who said this is the worst song ever of the 17 previous albums we reviewed. Yeah, and, that's- and of over like 200 songs. It's going to be hard
4: to find a worse one, to be honest with you. Look, I'm I'm, I'm on on Zeus's side here.
3: It's it's not the worst. You being, that's just, seriously, you being sunny and being a troll. Like, I know Zeus likes this song. Yeah, it's the worst fucking song. Oh, (laughs) something might surprise you later today. Uh, Hold on,
4: because (laughs) that's ridiculous. Hold on, because then Stephen Piercy responded to Zeus's tweet and he said the song was written by me desmond child and diane warren giving yourself away it was a huge step in our music we had really never written a ballad we got close and then he referenced closer to my heart written by robin crosby himself uh he said giving yourself away was a special song so So, here's what i heard steven piercey passionate about that song should be Uh, Uh, it's it's a good song here's what
0: i heard in that comment Uh it wasn't completely my fault I had other people (laughs) helping me
3: That shit show was not all me Or he's saying uh, I got two Grammy award winning Number one hit songwriters on this With me to write this Uh, I'll stand by what I'm saying What fucking song have you written Oh and fucking The co-writes on Tufts fourth single Doesn't (laughs)
4: count (laughs) Hey Tufts fourth single That sold three copies Don't shit on that song It wouldn't be dead last on my list and yeah. righty bought and, and, and the and right righty righty bought all three copies of Tough's fourth single. I love so. I love their work. Yeah. What are you talking about? They were, fantastic <laughs> their acoustic sets are amazing on the monsters of rock cruise. It's
3: fantastic. <laughs> I got their bootleg box set <laughs> live in casino hall basement at Stonehill College, circa ninety-eight. <laughs> Tough rocks Honduras. <laughs>
1: <laughs> top, top rock,
3: the monster of Rock Cruise at twelve forty-two in the bottom fucking cabana.
4: <laughs> oh, see, this is a, this is gonna be bad.
3: Poor tough. Somebody <laughs> just said, they, "Poor tough." They, they, they're the shit band. We didn't pick poison this time. More. who's our other go-to that boy gets all the shit? Ron Keel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cowboy rocker. The metal cowboy, Tom, no, get it right. A, that's
4: it. That's a, The metal cowboy. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, all right. So let's get back to the poll. So we had a lot of comments. I'll tell you right now, I was absolutely blown away. And it was one of those things where I'm like Wow, maybe our Sonny and me, are we off on this? Yes. Dude, do you, I know, I know, I know. So many people really love giving yourself away. They, and they voted for that. I'm like, how? I don't get it. I don't get it. We what got was one the, I liked. It. What was the stand, what was the,
3: did you already mention the rankings?
4: Yeah, uh, 40% went to love and use a dirty job. And then uh, giving yourself away came second at 33. What were the other 30- two? Uh, we had it was uh, shame 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 at twenty four top secret at three. Oh, so t- top, secret. top secret top secret way better than three percent but it <laughs> yeah. was never it wasn't really going to compete against those other ones, uh, but oh, we did have somebody here our buddy Kevin's on fire stick stickman said I like all these songs but top secret is so badass I cannot believe it's taken such a beating, that's a good song I like that uh, a lot of people loving shame. I think I think our buddy Jericho said shame 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 was his pick for that yeah, off detonator. Yep. that to us. Yep. Yep. Um, so a lot of another comment here from Canadian cartoonist saying I cannot believe how poorly Top Secret is doing. Has anyone who voted even heard this track? It is the best on the album. Wow. Um, a lot I was of people thinking the same thing when giving yourself
0: away was doing well. Has anybody ever heard this track actually? <laughs> because there's no way this could be this well
4: i had top and, secret number one as well yeah and then a lot of people writing in one step away yikes Woof. Good song. uh randy lee jumped in and said i play shame loud enough to make the windows rattle but hey to say a favorite is like saying which child you like the best Ugh, gee, dude if you're comparing detonator to your children uh i don't know god bless your children
3: wish you luck in the future say your prayer yeah,
4: exactly uh and then we had a write-in vote for hard time i l- I like that one i liked hard oh, time oh i like that one um so that's the twitter feedback there and uh, let, let's get into some uh let's let's quickly get into some episode specific um feedback that we had on this too because that's that was the poll feedback Kay. so uh, we, yeah we like to get we like to get into some of the episode specific feedback and i'll tell you right now we had our we had our kiss album madness tournament going on in, in the middle of this so i think a lot of people are excited about just voting in general um so a couple comments here buddy deuce zeus i've never agreed with you more giving yourself away is awesome the melody the lyrics and especially steven's vocals dude he had to have been listening to that song on mute like his speakers <laughs> were his speakers were unplugged there's no way none of that Smart makes man. any sense good job deuce uh yeah, whatever. My Rock and Roll Heaven. Uh I really really underrated album that for reasons I don't understand takes a lot of shit. Great songs, great production and even a decent ballad LOL. Look, I'll be honest with you, when I first listened to the album I was like, "Eh." By the time we got around to the review, I did like it a little bit more. It had its issues, but it's not it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um yeah, a lot of people like this album. Like big fans here, a lot of comments here our buddy steve jumping in deuce again joel hoffman good one guys rat should have been up there with the big 80s bands just couldn't get that big push like Molly crew bon jovi poison and a few others but had some great songs i'm with z i love giving yourself away it's a great song and then he says this dude shreds and posts a picture of that politician guy that looked like the guitar player from Rat.
3: <laughs> when you google the songwriter yeah 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 when you googled his name yeah Harry kilgore yes yes, right yes the politician with the mustache yep
4: twisted kisser said uh this is definitely my zeus is my oh here we go he says zeus is my favorite member of the album review crew this month the album is fantastic pop metal rap rat is awesome Christopher Hamilton, I love Rat. However, they didn't lack from opportunities. They had songs featured in Point Brank, The Golden Child, Weird Science. They had an MTV Unplugged. They toured heavily. They were as big as they could get, and that's fine with me. It's actually a good point. They were saturated throughout the 80s with a lot of a lot of chances to really make the leap. I thought they were big enough, but I don't know. Uh, so that's
3: Twitter feedback there. A lot of, a lot I think of good they stuff. Were, I think they had a lot of good songs. They didn't have that one song to propel them. After round and round, and that was their Correct. problem. And the problem I think with they round- have a lot of good songs, you can hear one on MTV, you can see a video, but they're you know they're popular for a month, then the next video comes out and somebody else, you know, washes it away. They and the problem with round and round
4: is it came out too early. Yeah, it was too early in their career. If it came out like maybe two or three years later, maybe that could have pushed them, but when it came out, it would just it was too early.
3: Quiet riot, same thing if they came out a little bit later. They'd probably be a bit bigger band than they are and last yeah.
4: longer. I don't know. We were just talking about this the other day. I think for me personally, other than Quiet Riot's big hits that still stand the test of time, I think those albums are not very good. That's just me.
3: But no, I yeah. I get you. I'm just saying yeah. that they weren't um and they weren't big in the middle of a big like push for that genre.
1: Yeah, they were yeah, big
3: on its own. Yeah, and then they faded after that, and they couldn't yeah. keep up with the rest of the gang.
0: Yeah, there was uh and you know we've we've talked about this on other podcasts too, but for me the rat thing is one is they're not handsome men. Yeah. Right. So well, I take they weren't that gonna, back.
3: gross loved Yeah, gross but they weren't gonna sell Piercy and they loved Robin Crosby and Warren's not a bad looking guy. Yeah, they just the wanted to sell the little midget guy in the drummer. not really
0: bad looking. Yeah, but they weren't gonna sell like Bon Jovi was on posters. Like that yeah, just wasn't yeah. gonna happen. The pop thing came too late, right? So this this Detonator thing is now 90, right? And that's too late because there was a lot of pop metal on the charts in the late 80s. And then whether anybody wants to believe me or not, dude, I absolutely hate that pile of shit. Every rose has its thorn, but you got to have the big ballad if you're going to be big in the mid 80s. That's just how it is. And if you weren't going to have a vocalist that could really, truly
3: pull it off. And they couldn't. And it just, it hurts you You mean to tell me that you think uh Every Rose, whatever that Fucking song is, like his vocals Is what made that song popular It was a fucking ballad When he was like a pretty boy That the chicks liked And he just sang it, I don't and think he was like, oh, couldn't God, do what, it. A, what a performance But, it was, no. but I you could but, do I, that if but, you wanted to but Brett's Brett's
4: vocals on that song were a little bit more soulful and in than Stephen Pierce's Vocals is not what you would call a soulful singer. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is Stephen Piercy's voice is too dirty and raspy to pull off a ballad like that. He couldn't. And, and, and Motley Crue had "Home Sweet Home." Poison had "Every Rose Has Its Thorn." Warrant had "Heaven." Skid Row had "I Remember
3: You." All these bands had these ballads. I, I, that I, you're right. You have that. You you have. You're absolutely right. But I'm just saying every like I just take exception to like I see what you're saying Michaels' is vocals. No, vocals but fucking brutal. He sounds like he speaks, he doesn't even sing. It's the whole oh. package. Yeah. And Stephen couldn't pull that off. That's the well, difference.
4: Didn't write it. I hate it. I absolutely write one a poison song.
3: No, no, i no. I'm Sonny, sorry. Sonny was saying that he hates the song by poison. All I'm saying, they okay. never even wrote really one. You know, even giving yourself away is not really a traditional. Like love song ballad Right. right yeah. Like right. That's it's my point. In fact
4: that. is, is you had to have that to have sustaining power. Yeah. You know, no, even I even Dawkins, even Dawkins tried it a few times and it didn't work. And, and, and Dawkins yeah,
3: got some good ones though. But that's Rollins, why Dawkins really stayed good. in the middle of the pack like rat, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you mm-hmm. say that's why they're both at the same spot where they are? But, right they around that same level. level. What's <laughs> that, Sonny? They're they not
0: super handsome, man.
3: No, they're not. You that's not an ugly band
0: though it's just it's the point of not uh, ugly like fucking the guy with no teeth that we're going to talk yeah. about not that t-
1: <laughs> I'm, talking about,
0: not I'm t- talking about teenagers out there buying poster after poster after poster after yeah. poster because of the poses
4: yeah. yeah right and that's not really what Docking was right yeah they, it's not like they were it's not like you know they with the poses they had of you know Phil Rudd Cliff you know Cliff Williams we're going to get funny. into
3: the lead singer needs to be like a heartthrob absolutely it's- that is Vince Neil is now That's right He was back then Yep So was Bret Michaels Yep So was Bon Jovi So was yep. David Lee Roth That helps Don Dockin in his goofy fucking urban sombrero He was wearing in the videos Is not what you would call a handsome leading man No And Do- and Dockin was 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 a hard rock at that time too. They weren't
4: docking. They, they weren't, they were a little bit more edgy. I mean, they played mod, they played the monsters of rock. I mean, like back when monsters of rock was not a joke, but like they played I mean, like they were, they were like a, a heavier band in retrospect. They kind of were the similar to the rest of them, but they weren't like a pop metal band at that. T- at the time they weren't
3: considered that. No, but they were like kind of in the middle. They were yeah. like between the Bon Jovi looks and the, yes fucking ronnie james deal looks you know Ooh, the- gandalf
4: <laughs> i mean for god's sakes the guy was in a band called elf i mean geez <laughs>
3: <laughs> it looks like an elf all right uh, all right let's get over to fa- facebook okay uh over on facebook we got a bunch uh, Brad Rustovan What a coincidence Just covered Rat on my podcast last week Talked a bit about this album Out of the first five Rat albums This lands at number five for me Not a bad album Just doesn't sound like Rat With all the Desmond Child influence okay. However Heads I Win, Tails You Lose Is the best song on here Sounds like Rat to me uh, Great backing vocals Love the chorus backing vocal Coming in just a second late And I'm not sure I understand The hate for giving yourself away Great bridge and chorus, great song. And no, it's not worse than Nothing Can Keep Me From You. Wow. (laughs) Speaking of Heads I Win and Tails I Lose, here's a great live version with Warren. And he posts uh, a clip of that. Uh, Charles Eaton. Was going to wait till I finished listen to the entire episode. Then I heard two voices in the room disparage giving yourself away. Oh my God. One voice of reason inappropriate music taste pulled the rest of the critique out of the flame of your ridiculous dislike of this song. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, the two who do not deserve to have their names mentioned that hated this song are so expressly incorrect. Dude, that's, like, very polite to say they're wrong. But love this album. Love their first power band. And Loving You podcast is a dirty job, guys, even when two of you deserve a very big shame, shame, shame.
4: Uh, I give them points for creativity on sticking in the song titles in there. But, uh, dude, why
3: are people so passionate about a bad song? (laughs) Matt Wallace, this album is fun and underrated. For fuck's sake, it's (laughs) rad. On that note, Bridget Fonda is still a smoke show. And Sonny Bukani <laughs> needs to just admit he wants to toss her salad. <laughs> Great album pick, kids. I saw her in another movie. I was
0: watching some movie last week. And here comes Bridget Fonda. I'm like, oh, why is she in every
4: movie now? I Dude. Go watch Jackie Brown. Man, go watch it in a movie. I love that movie. Fucking, yes. Go I watch Jackie Brown and tell me she looks like a boy in Jackie Brown. She looks brown. like a boy. I love that movie.
0: Oh, she God looks like a boy. God almighty. God! going
4: Jackie that. Brown any day over her. I won't argue with that. I won't argue with that. Pam <laughs> Grayer. Good God. She's a foxy brown in that movie. Damn. Oh. All right. Keep going. Zeus. I went off the track there.
3: That's all right. Who's that big? I can't even say yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> That's the best line. Um, listen, uh, Daniel Peoples, listening to the album again first. I had Rat, which had about five songs off this album, so it took a while to actually buy Detonator. But first thoughts are that this album is by far the most enjoyable listening to of in the series of yours. What Appetite and Super Unknown are better albums for me, but Raps Pop Metal's perfection. I absolutely love the late early early uh, late eighties early nineties era of rap. That pop polish hits the spot. Woo! Great job, Daniel. Dear God, Michael Rowan. Great episode. Enjoyed it. Once I made it through painfully all the comments on hailstorm. Oh come
4: let's, on!
1: Let's go off
3: on a tangent on on Lizzie Hale for the next twenty minutes too. Again, you oh, want to? Maybe. I posted a photo of her making out with some oh, chick yesterday. Oh, you guys? oh I think oh, Sunny just recovered oh, again. Oh, Sunny Buk- Bukaki's <laughs> back. She she was looking good. Oh yeah, yeah that was good. Haven't listened to that episode. I don't care for the band. I don't get all the excitement about a hot female rocker. I think, you think we're like we're like oh oh I've never seen a hot chick rocker before. <laughs> oh my god! I can't control myself. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna say
4: anything. No, I, I don't know. I was just like thinking of Lizzie Hale making out with that chick in that picture. That's oh
3: oh, <laughs> oh. nerds, bunch of nerds, never seen a hot chick before. Uh reminds me of the way my wife chooses the movie she likes. Cute guys in it must be good. Nah, they do far too many cover tunes for my liking. Give me the originals. Joan Jet would lick. I mean kick her butt. Go ahead, Sonny. I'll give this one to you. Comments? Uh,
0: first of all, Joan Jett would not kick her butt. <laughs> and second of all, uh, yeah, I'm stuck there too. Nicola uh, we're watching that movie. Why? Because Denzel's in it. Okay, I, I guess, guess we're well. watching the movie
3: because Denzel's in I it. Like Denzel Washington too. Good looking. <laughs> like, oh, I'm taking him too. Denzel's a good <laughs> looking man. He's good looking man. He's looking <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> looking uh, good. <laughs> Rick Rarer, Rat and Roll, featuring Desmond Child. Um, uh, Over on Loudcasters page Woo, The comments are flying over there uh, Guys, Corey Thomas Guys, just listen to this episode as always, enjoyed it, loved it As a Rat fan, I had to wonder What the fuck is Sonny and Tommy thinking? Great what? On this Jesus I-, I can't believe the beating you two got taken I love it, I love it Bring um, it on baby exactly. it on. We Take it. Jepson, Kevin Jepson Oh boy Yes, all I can say is Zeus is the man Giving yourself away Is fucking awesome yeah, See this is bizarre, I don't get this Number one, Shane, two, giving yourself away Three, dirty job I love that you guys were all over the place on this one Another stellar review Thanks uh, Kevin Bill Algie. I'll be damned, been listening to this today Great record Thanks, Bill. Uh, Michael Anderson, great show from an okay album. Poor Poon Hound got <laughs> stood up more times from Stephen Percy than he's had hot dinners. <laughs> Poor Sonny. And uh, I wasn't. Oh, it was me. I was like, I don't think this was me, but I guess it was. I wrote back to my guest. Like all podcasters, he's not missing out on many meals. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
3: <laughs> Max Lynch I can't quite put my finger on it But there's something about Rat That doesn't capture my interest Regardless of albums after out of the set I'll listen to them if they come on the radio But never go out of my way to put them on myself mm-hmm. That's a probably Problem with Rat and that's why they never made it To the next level Exactly. Brian uh, yep. Foster You know I completely forgot about Top Secret It's a killer track I'd put it number 3 behind Shame and Loving You mm-hmm. yep. uh, Ray Farrell Great review as always, but it reminded me why I listened to this album maybe five times and never again. Loving You Shame and Top Secret are great. The rest is just pure rat shit, like the bulk <laughs> of the material after the EP Out of the Cellar and Invasion. Tom wins the day on this line. It would still feel better listening to Giving Yourself Away after Zeus said, sit on a spiked hairy cock. <laughs> oh, Jesus
4: <laughs> Christ almighty.
3: Yeah. Wow. Uh Graham Richley. I stopped buying rap before this album, so I never heard this before. Thanks, Zeus. This thing rocks. I dare say it's better than most of their album because someone who knows how to write catchy songs helped them out. It may not be one for the rap purists, but she's 100% better than a lot of awful hair metal. Mm. Oh, uh, Max Lynch had asked us, where's All System Go on the album review because it wasn't in our rankings, and that's because it was reviewed by the Kiss portion of this podcast. Uh, Adam, Nick Meyer. I like the EP and love the album. I also overlooked this at the time with all the good albums Dr. Feelgood, Cherry Pie, Flesh and Blood, oh. Racer's Edge, <laughs> Heartbreak Station, Empire, released around then. Zeus said the correct opinion on One Step Away. Terrible poison opinion, though. Oh, he doesn't like that. We don't like, well, I don't like poison. I don't know about you guys. Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: Our local radio station, Max Lynch. Percy also has given an interview about playing at the Whiskey Tonight. Uh, and that's it for Loudcasters. Over on YouTube! YouTube! Devin Dungan. Great episode, guys. When you guys are talking about Terry Kilgore <laughs> during All or Nothing, that interesting thing with him is that he was the lead guitarist for David Lee Roth on Your Filthy Little Mouth. Wow. called guitarist on the DLR band. His Hmm. style of playing was actually a huge influence the way Eddie Van Halen played. Oh, Awesome review of an extremely underrated record. Thanks, Devin. Thanks. Nice. Mark Stewart. Eddie Murphy was a fan of Rat. That's why their video was featured in his movie Golden Child. If you don't believe me, Google it. Oh, shit. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Because it was Slip of the Lip, right? I think.
0: Uh, Wasn't that the song that was, or was it Dance?
1: Body
0: Talk. It was Body Talk. That's why oh, that song sucks. Yeah. But, anyways,
3: <laughs> there you go. Um, and that's what I got, Tom. Any, uh, right. any other feedback?
4: Uh, Sonny's got a few emails he's going to jump in on. So,
0: Anthony Barone, uh, a late one in on Hailstorm here. Uh, guys, especially, who the fuck is Sonny Pooney? Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for the introduction to the Hailstorm album. Album reminds me of when I was 10, listening to the Rumors album. My parents. I would have people over, and this, and Chicago was always playing in the background. Sex was all over the Rumors record. Wow. I started noticing Stevie Nicks' voice and lyrics big time a lot different than listening to Alive, or uh, the song sounds the same, or all worlds a stage. Um, then later in 93, started listening to Jagged Little Pill. I would put the CD on when he, he was on a date, and uh, you know where the night ended up. I'm sure Sonny used this many times. Uh, no, not Alanis Morissette. No, I was uh, at that point. I was with Silk. Oh, oh
4: Jesus Christ! <laughs> that, that, that Alanis Morissette album. That was that's a good. That was a and good
0: album. Joshua Cadison. Go look up Joshua. Oh God, Cattison. I Looked know that who he in. is too. Instant getting late. Uh, me, now
4: twenty. <laughs> Now,
0: 2021, as I'm writing this, I'm cranking away on tax returns for clients and still jamming to the Hailstorm CD every day since the bonus episode. Sex is all over this record. Also brought everything back around full circle. Thanks for everything you guys are doing. And he's going to refrain
4: from any rush requests. I uh, appreciate it. Oh, come on, Tony. Thank you, Anthony. Great email. Thank you. And you never you never know, rush could come down the road soon. Who knows?
0: Oh good lord. Yep. Tony Smith on Detonator. This is a decent album. I'm with Zeus on Giving Yourself Away. Though I was like Tommy or Sonny when I first heard it. It grew on me over time. My take on the song is the first time I heard it, I swore it was Joe Elliott singing. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. It has a Def Leopard feel to me. Uh new. No. Mm. Album as a whole, four out of five stars. Speaking of stars, an idea I wanted to go over with you guys is maybe we could do a chart, a star child rating, one to five stars on every album, so it's an idea. Also wonder if you guys had any thoughts on picking one song from each album reviewed to create a bonus episode of Greatest Hits. I don't know. Maybe someday, Tony. Keep uh, the ideas I mean, coming,
4: buddy. I mean, that, that, yeah, but I mean, you could interpret that as just taking our number one ranked song from every album review, and that would be the greatest hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but again, true. but again, appreciate the feedback And appreciate the ideas, who knows The show's always evolving with new ideas anyways But
3: thank you Tony as always my friend Yeah, so uh, Tom What we usually do at this point We uh, pivot and go into The actual album we reviewing today And this is a group pick and we've been thinking about Doing something for ACDC for quite some time We were gonna do the uh, The obvious Oh we gotta do Back in Black It had a Big uh, anniversary this year or last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to do it last year, but we thought there was just too much on it. Everybody was doing it. So let's just wait. And then, uh, you know, we came to deciding to do this year again. We we're like, we got to do ACDC. And uh, instead, we went with uh, Highway to Hell, the Bond Scott era. And uh, it, it's uh, our album uh, pick by the group. Uh, next time will be Sonny's pick. Me. And um, next pick will be me. Uh, I thought we we're going to skip over you because you said Rush. So I, <laughs> Not too, I didn't say Rush would be my next pick. It, it, oh, it'll be okay. soon. Anyway, regardless, I know I've been looking forward to this. I know you've been looking forward to this. What we don't know <laughs> is that troll over there on the right. So, Sonny, want to have some comments about. Uh, ACDC, or uh, do you want to lead us off about how you got into the band and this album, and let's uh, let's get started.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So MTV Kid and <laughs> Mid-80s, the two videos that played over and over and over were Who Made Who and You Shook Me All Night Long, right? And I, I swear I thought You Shook Me All Night Long was a mid-80s song. I had no idea at the time that it was on back and black because they were re-releasing it for the soundtrack. Right. So it was on mm-hmm. MTV constantly. Um, and you know, I was like, eh, that's yeah, okay. Like I, you know, I was into a uh, rat and Motley crew and some of this other stuff. And I'm like, eh, it's okay, but uh, I won't turn it off, but it's not doing anything special for me. Then I started going seeing live shows in, um, 86 onward. Any live show I went to, ACDC songs were playing, right? I'm like, how is it possible every show I go to has ACDC and Led Zeppelin songs? There's no other music in this world. Like no matter who is playing when the roadies are setting up, you just, you end up, you almost end up hearing all of these popular songs just by going to other people's concerts. You don't even got to own the music, right? Because these guys were not what you would call handsome men. And they were not all over MTV except for those two songs. So to me, because I'm an MTV kid, my introduction is Brian Johnson is the lead singer. I will tell you every day that goes by in the last five to six years, I am more and more a Bon Scott fan. I enjoy more Bon Scott ACDC than I do Brian Johnson ACDC. And, uh, we'll get to why that is, but, uh, so I didn't really get into Bon Scott type ACDC probably till the early 90s almost because I couldn't really tell the difference between the two voices early on because, you know, when this, you're at a concert, it's just blaring. You can't really pick out like, oh, that's a different singer or that's the third basis and tough. Like you don't know <laughs> that kind of shit when you're, when you're at a concert. I was just enjoying the music. And uh, I think the first ACDC album I really got was Back in Black. And then slowly added things to my collection. So that's kind of my ACDC story.
4: All right. So for me, so Highway to Hell comes out in 79. I'm six years old. As I've said many times on a lot of these other albums, uh, album review crew episodes, um, I have a sister that's four years older than me. So she was 10 when this came out. Um, I'll get back to Highway to Hell, but kind of move ahead to Back in Black. And especially for those about to rock. It was weird because six, seven, eight years old, you know, my sister's 10, 11, 12, we were really, really into music, like rock music. Like we would obsessively listen to the Boston rock stations. MTV hadn't come out yet around this time when, when, when highway to hell and back in black. <clears throat> uh, but I remember my sister buying the, for those about to rock vinyl with an, with the gatefold. It's not the kiss alive two gatefold but it's a pretty fucking killer gatefold. Uh, and to this day, I love that album. I think it's very underrated. That was almost going to be a bonus pick for this show, but I didn't get around to it. So I, I, like, like Sonny. I started with the Brian Johnson era, uh, ACDC. My ACDC love is it's, it's weird because what I love of ACDC, I really, really love, but I'm not a catalog Full discography ACDC fan. I stopped pretty much following them after For Those About to Rock, paid attention to the hits that came off a lot of those other albums, revisited them a little bit when when Black Ice came out. I thought that had some good stuff. Um, but like Sonny, also <clears throat> a little bit later on is when I really went backwards into the Bond Scott catalog. And to me, it's just night and day. Bond Scott all the way. I love Back in Black. And like I said, I love For Those About to Rock. We'll get into the details about why I like Bon Scott, in particular Highway to Hell. Um, But I'm an ACDC fan. One of my biggest regrets as a concert goer is ACDC is one of the few bands I never got a chance to see live. And I I regret that tremendously. I wish I could have seen them. Uh, But to this day, they're a band that I love. Listen to them routinely. Got my son into them. He likes them. Um, so I'm excited to talk about this album Because this is, this is an important Album for me Because I did get into it very very young Probably a lot longer than I probably should have Especially when Highway to Hell came out The song itself
3: Alright so for me um, I, I have the same story It was my older cousin Mike Who got me into Kiss They had their Zeppelin stuff on the wall And I remember ACDC And I remember hearing about somebody dying but I remember back in black, you know, you're a kid, you have like these memories that go in and out, but you don't remember exactly who they're talking or referring to. But I also remember back as a little kid, we're talking about, you know, me in the third or fourth grade or something like that, dirty deeds. And My mm-hmm. cousins around going around dirty deeds singing the song and the lyrics and stuff older. And I remember the writing ACDC, not even knowing what they were. You write ACDC on a notepad, Led Zeppelin. You start doing the KISS stuff and on your, your books and stuff. But I just remembered all the older AC D C stuff. I remember those old videos on MTV, which were like kind of grainy, but there'd be concert videos mm-hmm. of bands. You remember like Triumphs yep. videos? it always oh,
1: yeah.
3: Ace, I just remember for those about to rock videos, always on. I never liked that song. I never liked it. And that's why I was like, ah, ACD is up. But I got into Back in Black. And I remember Highway to Hell and stuff. When I finally realized there were two singers as I grew up and got older, I'm like, that guy's got a fucking like um, a more like a uh, melodic voice. Soulful voice than that guy that was You know I call him that guy But Brian Johnson basically Where Brian Johnson's got gravel in his voice And you can hardly understand any fucking word He's saying Um, And Brian Johnson's not going to do anything Other than he's a Aussie type of singer This is him and he's an Aussie Steven Piercy, Brian Johnson That's those singers They're not going to do anything different But you like their voice It's a good voice It fits their music uh, I, I listen to Bond, Scott. And so afterwards, when I got into high school and college and stuff, I went backwards. And I fell in love with the Bond, Scott era of ACDC. And Highway to Hell is just it's off the charts for me. And uh, even all the earlier stuff that you start picking out favorite songs and favorite deep cuts from ACDC. And then, I, I you know, I've stayed along. I think I have every single album they've had. I even got the uh, older Australian versions. Of their albums, which are not easy to find. I had to order them from fucking Russia to wow. get the yep. dirty deeds Australian version, mm-hmm. high voltage <clears throat> and stuff, and TNT. Mm-hmm. I got those. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um Highway to Hell is just just so iconic. And it's just one of those things that I feel like and we, we have this discussion when we talk about music. I've yet to ever have a discussion with somebody who's, I'm not talking pop guy I'm talking about anybody in our Circle of friends that likes Hard rock, rock, metal Type music Ever heard anybody in my life Say these two things About two bands There's only two bands I've heard people say Kiss is nonsense I've heard people say Ah, I'm not into Zeppelin Two bands I've never heard Say Ah, that's Van Halen And that's ACDC I have yet to hear anybody be like, ah, oh,
1: Van Halen.
3: Oh. Someone might say, oh, I don't like the Hagar stuff. But no one says shit about Van Halen. No one says shit about ACDC. I don't know if you can, like, if you like hard rock or heavy metal, any of that stuff, I think it's like, it's like literally impossible in the senses in the brain to play any ACD music with those wrists and the way they go and to like this music, like yeah, but I don't like this. It's impossible. If this is in your DNA, you have to like this. It's like the bloodline of hard rock and heavy metal is ACDC. More so than anything. They are fucking consistent down the line. This is what they do, and you like it. You you can't complain. So all of a sudden Thrash comes in This that, People still like ACDC All of a sudden Death Metal comes in People still like ACDC Soft uh, soft uh, metal uh, Becomes a little fucking disco-y ACDC is still doing their shit I can't explain it I think they are the poster child If one band Can to put up on that pedestal It's ACDC I can't think of anybody else That would represent Hard rock slash metal Better because I don't think Zeppelin is the they they're too uh, defined like their their type of music can go into folk, blues, hard rock, rock, metal. It's all over the place. But if you want to say hard rock metal, the king of the mountains is ACDC consistently through the years. That's the king. There's no one close. Look at the albums, dude. They've sold more records, more records than rolling the Rolling Stones. Who would have fucking thought that? Because, you know, Kiss had already had the greatest upcoming and they started downfalling. ACDC haven't even ascended to the top yet by then. And then they come out of nowhere after their biggest album, their lead singer dies, and then they just fucking shoot to the moon and, and, and just destroy Kiss in the charts and every other band as they are. And then everyone starts going back to their back catalog and be like, holy shit, this is incredible, too. So I'm not like some of you would say, oh, ACDC is a top five band for you. Top 10. No, but I love them and I can respect them and I know what I'm getting with them. I I can't. I mean, honestly, I can't think of any other band that would represent this type of music that we like as being higher on the mountain than ACDC. ACDC is
4: always that they're always that band. And you said it, Zeus. They're always that reference point whenever you make a like a joke or you make a comment about, well, you know, I I love Kiss, you know, you know, the Elder was different, Unmasked was different. You know, if I want a band to play the same album all the time, you know, I'm gonna go listen to A C D C. You know, like, oh, Van Halen did this. Oh, Metallica was different. You know, they had Injustice for All and the Black album, and then Load. You know, if I want to listen to a band and put out the same album all the time, I'm gonna go listen to A C D C. That's not an insult, that's a reference point. And that's yeah. something that's something. Now there's nothing wrong with what Kiss did, varying their their musical, in, in, you know, Metallica and even Rush. I mean, okay, you look yeah, at Ar- are you,
3: yeah, you. Were, I was gonna say that you told me that when you were yeah. telling me about Rush, you like telling me all these different errors. Oh, so God. name another bigger band, in the top biggest metal bands. They've all had a change. All of them. Uh, Metallica changed. Ace Aerosmith. Aerosmith definitely changed. Yep. Um, who's the other one? Led Zeppelin had different. They all did. Errors. Uh come on who's the biggest bands In music if uh, hard rock music Pretty much just named them I mean for the most part But yep um ACDC never
4: veered off Their rocket their rock style Maybe had maybe Trying to change a little but you always knew It was going to be hard heavy Riff rocking
3: hard rock Bon Jovi there's another one they never Stayed this everything's changed yep. Yep. Except for AC/DC, And that's like and, and that's the thing Priest Oh, if actually, you, I would say Iron Maiden maybe is one of the few.
4: Oh, uh, they've changed, too. They've changed a little bit
0: later on. Well, yeah.
3: they have different singers, too. I mean, no, but their, music their vocalists have changed. So changed a little bit. But yeah. yeah,
0: their music changed. Yeah. yeah. No, what the issue here is, and you can't even talk to this about Van Halen. There's times where Van Halen gets too complicated. Yep. These guys have mass appeal to everybody, and no matter how much the pop and the rap and the hip hop guys and the gangster rap and all these cliques that were in high school, they'd all tell you they all want to be cool. And you know what? Knowing who even ACDC is a rock band and that you can say you like them helps you be cool. And it's easy to like them because they're three to four minute songs about drugs, sex and rock, you know, rock and roll. That's it. Right. And So it's easy to like them. I'll tell you of all the people that I know in my life that love the music that we love, none of them could name the 17 ACDC albums. None of them. It's not about, I know the elder was an 81 and ACE didn't play all the songs and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not that right. It's not that kind of deep love. It is a universal love. And I'm telling you, I think you can go to country concerts and this shit is playing. It's playing everywhere. And
4: And and so it just has mass appeal. And you, you brought, you made a good point too, about, you know, being cool and liking ACDC. And the thing that throughout their entire career, Bon Scott, Brian Johnson, they were cool because they were, they weren't pretty boys. They didn't wear spandex. They didn't have poofy hair. They looked like sleazy guys that you went to high school with
3: that smoked butts in the boys' room in between classes. They yes. worked the docks in the 70s or something. Right. Down, went to the local pub. Right. Just jeans, T-shirts. I mean, we're going to get
4: into the album cover. They just—they were just regular guys that plugged in and played kick-ass riff rock, and there was no – there was no pre- – pretense about what they were trying to do we're acdc we're here to play hard rock we're going to sing about drinking and fucking and partying and that's it and we look cool we're not going to do ballads we're not going to wear spandex bon scott's not going to wear a purple jumpsuit you know i mean angus young has his outfit that he wears we'll get into that but this band they just looked cool and you always had like Zeus, you said it, drawing the logo or wearing just an ACD. Everybody had at least one ACDC t shirt. I have one right now. I know Zeus does too. Even if you don't like the band, they're just that. They're a sorry to am at the risk of sounding like a 10 year old. They're just a cool
3: band. They're
1: accessible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that why
3: just, yeah. in the 90s, even a cartoon like Beavis and Butthead, you when Metallica me is at its point, point, yep, one has Metallica, the other has ACDC. Exactly. That's the universal like oh he's a cool music lover yes. Yes. right and then the opposite is stewart who likes winger yep and yep. so this is the thing ACDC always withstood all the clichés all the ups and downs of that music they were steel themselves and still well like i'm telling you if i i didn't realize it if someone had asked me years ago a couple of years ago who sold more albums kiss or ac/dc i'd be like oh probably kiss Vic, like you don't, you don't. I wouldn't have thought of ACDC more because you don't associate with fanatic ACDC. Everybody just likes them. Yeah, everybody I know likes them. Now they're probably more popular in certain areas, but there's not that. Uh, oh, this is the fucking outfit that Angus wore on this tour. This is the fucking, you know, Cliff Williams played this colored bass on this. He had the Punisher on this video, but not on that one. It's not the fanatic. Even Rush fans are fanatic more, I feel, than ACDC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think ACDC is just loved by everybody. They sold more albums than The Stones. Yep. They're a top 10 selling artist of all time. That's insane. And, you know, by the time they're already up to this album, they weren't selling shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now all Which of a sudden. Is a good and segue. They, <laughs> and then they come up and he and Bond, poor Bond passes away. And you'd think they'd be like, "Oh fuck, how are we going to turn this around?" And they only get bigger. I don't know any band that's really done that. So yeah. let's uh, let's get into the uh, the album cover itself. Elliot, yeah. who wants to start? Sonny, go ahead, buddy.
4: <laughs> All <laughs> right. So this album
0: cover <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> here, I, I just kind of got. Malcolm doesn't really want to be there. Cliff is, uh, is like high probably yep. feels like, hello, I'm here too. Yep. Right. And then you got what Angus is doing his best Elvis there with the horns, with the, with the yep. lips, he's doing the best Elvis. And then like, it comes out in the music. It comes out in his personality, comes out in the videos. Um, Bon is just like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> like, I don't even understand why we're here. Right. And he's just laughing in the album art. I I saw that thing Tommy that you sent about they wanted to put flames in it, blah blah. I like the way it is. Absolutely. I like the way that you know he's got kind of the devil horns thing and he's holding the devil's tail. It's not too put off. You know, you I guess uh Bond's jewelry could have been a lot more devil worshipy than what he's wearing. Like he mm-hmm. could have done that if he really wanted to, but I think it was still I think what is supposed to show you is we're serious. We're normal, we're a little dangerous, and we're fun all in the same time.
4: That's what that's what I see on this album cover. Yeah, I I think you're right. And I think the I think the record company, you know, I think they did the right thing, not using that that original image with, you know, it had the, the 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 neck of the guitar, you know, like a highway with the flames. Too artsy. Too too, it's not that's not ECDC. This right here, like you said, Malcolm. Looks like that's a mug shot. Like he looks <laughs> like he's waiting for jury duty or something. You know, he and looks then... like every fucking kid you knew in
3: the junior high. That yeah, like exactly. He's just exactly. missing the uh, c- cigarettes and the rolled up in his uh, t-shirt there. Exactly. <laughs> or the kid from Dazed and Confused. The kid was going to get his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. The and then you're like you said, st- st- and then, then st- in there.
4: Oh, I c- I can't remember you know that I'm poor kid. About- yes. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. And then you know Cliff and Phil are like hi what, ho- hi. <laughs> And then, of course, Angus steals the show. He's got a schoolboy outfit, the horns the tail. The Bond-Scott picture always confused me. And, and I, I like it because the four guys are so serious. You know, Angus got the sneer. It's Highway to Hell. And Bond's laughing. Like, to me, that is such an interesting twist on a rock band with a Highway to Hell title that he's not, he's not like, sitting at arms crossed or looking like Malcolm or looking like Cliff or Phil he's like laughing While he has a pentagram around his neck And I I just thought that was I I don't know to me It might not be a great album cover But no one can deny How iconic the album cover Is the front of it and we'll get into the rest Of it but this front of it is just it's amazing I'm not going to say it's great It's iconic and memorable
3: I would say yeah iconic Is the great way of saying it because we all have it You know the image in our brains But I think the way he is, Bon Scott, is kind of like the wink-wink. Don't take this shit serious. Exactly. Whereas people might be like, highway to hell. And that's why they didn't do like fucking like, this isn't Deal or Ozzy doing highway to hell as a company. This is them kind of just doing it, and they're laughing that they made Angus look like that. With, and it's just a couple little subtleties And then he's like laughing about it yep. And I'm glad they have this image of his face Because on the other side is like the missing teeth that he has So yeah, that's why he's smiling on that side But you're right, it took me a while sometimes Because Bond Scott, although he's kind of, you know, we all recognize him He changed his hairstyle and stuff a lot mm-hmm. And even in this, you're like, is, is that, wait a minute, that is him it didn't even look, yeah, it doesn't even really look like him, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Phil Rudd oh looks like, like I don't know, uh, like like someone like Brad Whitford from like Aerosmith. Like the short guy that's just like, like you almost look as like a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, yeah like what are we doing here? Wand- yeah. What? <laughs> like, like a fan wandered into a photo shoot and stuck his head out, like, oh, huh? what's going on over here? It's, it's, it's so just- weird. Yeah, he looks like a hobbit a little. Yep. Um, Cliff looks stoned out of his mind. And uh Malcolm just looks like, yeah, this is what I wear. This is all right, we taking a picture. What are we doing here? Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I he got the Elvis snare going on Angus. I, I just this cover is is so iconic. This certainly isn't your favorite cover, Tom. Van Halen's OU812 band photo. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. No. No. It's, it's not the, about the you, Van it's Halen. Not, it's OU, not OU, about the... No. And one thing we
4: didn't mention, too, is it it it, and it sticks out. It pops right out, is that font. Just that iconic red. You look closely, there's some sparkles. It's tinted with a little yellowy orange. It, it's just that right there pops because the rest of the album cover is brownish and kind of colorless. And then that just bursts out right at you, right at the top. And it just, of course, how many people drew the ACDC logo on your notebooks? That and the Van Halen, because they were easy to draw.
0: Now, check this out, right? So there's the red. There's yep. the yellow. There's the brown. Yep. Very similar to Blizzard of Oz.
4: Yes, that's true. Color scheme. That's true. Which came out, what, the next year? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Year I think it was two, the yeah. next. Yep. Yep. And Zeus is holding up the,
3: uh, the, the original cover. Yep. So I've got the CD. And the CDs from those remasters that came out uh, when they did their whole collection over again. I have, the I have the vinyl as booklet, well. Great yep. booklet. And they've got photos in here of the band. And uh, he's got some sort of, uh, Bon has got some sort of like um, Hawaiian shirt going. Uh, their hair is all, <laughs> look at Phil's hairdo in this photo. Yep, <laughs>
4: Zeus, Zeus. I have the vinyl, and the the sleeve is the is the booklet of the CD. So I'm looking at the same thing. Yeah the the pictures are hilarious.
3: Yeah, and the the photos are fantastic of them. They're the band rocking out, uh, Bond shirtless, Angus on Bond's head. Uh, I love that. I love I love that. Yeah, yeah. and then yep. there's that great little image at the end, and that's the band. Uh, I believe Malcolm's in a blue T-shirt. Angus has got the schoolboy uniform on, uh, Bond with the Hawaiian shirt again. It's just, uh, you know, it looks like it came from
4: 1979. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just the image of the band. And I like, and I love these images too. And I'm sure people out there, I'm sure you have the remastered CD or the vinyl. and, And when you see the band and then you see these live photos, it's just like we were saying, they're just badass. There's, there's nothing pretentious about anything. Yeah, obviously Angus with the hat and the shorts, the schoolboy thing, you know. Yeah, that picture of of Angus throwing the
3: can of paint with it, like, splashing in the air or whatever. What I like is the guys in the back on the wall, yep. they look like characters from Beavis and butted with their hands in their pockets. <laughs> yep. Right? Look yep. at them. Yep. Just sitting there like, yeah, eh, eh. Like, you know, and Angus doing his thing. Yep. Oh, just fucking iconic. Yep. So... I I, I think this just cover is just, you know, maybe it's because I'm so used to it, but I just think it's just fucking hit it out of the park with it. But now that cover is interesting because is that supposed to be dry ice kind of make
4: it look like the smoke of hell? Is that supposed to be? Could be, because, yeah, it's a weird photo. I mean, obviously, the thing that sticks out to you is that psychotic look from Angus, but everybody else is kind of like fade to black type imagery with the with the fog, yeah. Bond's got like a fucking
3: Miami Vice yeah. fucking jacket there, too. And then I notice... A, yeah, different he, image. He's not Mutt yet. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? He's Robert John. That's right. Not um, Mutt Lang yet.
4: No, no. Actually, I take that back. I'm sorry. On 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 what yes. I'm lo- it, and this might this might be because yeah, it's, it's the remastered. Oh, it does say at the original. Okay. See, I I'm, this is this is the remastered vinyl from 2000 and I think this was 14. I can't remember. Uh, and it does say Mutt in parentheses. So, yeah. but you're look, but what you're looking
3: at, it didn't have the Mutt yet. That's right. Right. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Let's get into some of the facts. Fifth studio album. Sixth. Technically, if you look at Australia, and we know the whole ACDC, the first couple albums, different tracks in Australia versus the tracks that got released on the, uh, the regular outside of Australia versions, international versions of these albums. But technically, let's call it the fifth studio album, sixth in Australia. It was produced by Mutt Lange. We'll get into how he came into that. But it was released July 27th, 1979. Now, you know, not even a year later, February 19th, Bon Scott dies. It went up to number 17 on US Billboard's top 200. It's considered uh, Rolling Stone's number 200 on their 500 greatest album, but Rolling Stone doesn't know anything about rock music, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it is now up to seven times platinum. I'm assuming it's more than that, probably. And uh, it's uh, the last album they recorded with that, that lineup, that classic ACD lineup that uh, featured bond scott now originally the band um was going to go a different method than they had in the past so they had always been produced by basically the the famous duo uh, of i think it's uh, pronounced harry vanda and -hmm. their brother george young Mm -hmm. right so they had been their producer for years and then they're talking about okay we need to get a new producer. Something has to happen. You got to change your producers. And they didn't, uh, they said, okay, maybe they'll get rid of that guy, Harry, but they're going to keep George. But when they decided like they had to go to somebody else other than George, it was a big deal for the band. And supposedly it was more Bond Scott asking for it more than the brothers because they always felt that George was the sixth member. And basically, uh, George had been uh, like a, kind of like a teen pop sensation in Australia. And him and Harry Vanda have been producing uh, all the ACD DC albums. And they have this, it was an extremely tight bond. So they decided to go to Mutt Lange. But before they went to Mutt Lange, supposedly, they got on. We were going to talk with Eddie Kramer. Hmm. And Eddie Kramer went and met with them. And there's some funny stories there. They didn't like each other, apparently. And uh, I, I take it that they weren't. Uh, fond of one another, they used a, a term. I, I, I don't remember, know the term of it. It's probably an, a, an Australia uh, term. Uh, they called uh, Eddie Kramer. I'm trying to find it here. Oh,
0: he was a
4: bit of a prat.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't yep. know what. I that don't
4: know that what the is. hell a prat is. I think that just means like a bitch, like a pain in the ass type of oh. term.
3: Yeah, and yeah. he asked him, like, supposed, like, is this the guy you have here singing for you? <laughs>
0: What yep. the heck? Or is he bringing in the beer because he looks like it?
3: Yeah, but <laughs> that's the thing I don't see, dude. You you did Ace Fraley singing albums. What are you? Are you bitching about Bond Scott's vocals? Are you shitting me? Yep. What the fuck is wrong with you, Eddie Kramer?
4: And I think I think a lot of the problems that Eddie Kramer had with the band was the sound, but the way that they kind of kept themselves together and organized themselves in the studio. So I have I have the the. The the ultimate ACDC book, ACDC Maximum Rock and Roll, The Ultimate Story of the World's Greatest Rock and Roll Band, written by Murray Engelhart and Arnold Durio. Um, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And as Zeus started to talk about with Eddie Kramer, lots of issues here with Eddie Kramer. Um so I just want to read a couple excerpts here, some of his quotes about about his experiences with the band here. Um he says obviously a much rougher, tougher, grittier, simpler kind of vibe. The two brothers were just really calling the shots. And I thought that they had it down with that singer, Bon Scott. He was bloody amazing. It was just incredible. But that said, Kramer said there were no parallels with the band that had been a huge influence on ACDC from the beginning of their career. He said the stones had a much higher level of sophistication. Than these guys totally different sort of animal. Um, they, they had the, the issues kept going. The different things that they kept saying, um, that eddie was saying about the band the band was saying about eddie eddie said another another one quote they were a very independent bunch obviously they were very talented and i thought we could make a really good record here but i think the problem that i had with it was that the material wasn't quite ready and the way they worked was in a sort of a strange manner it was kind of oh we've got these songs but bond scott was having problems with the lyrics and problems with drinking and everything else in retrospect he was the prototypical tough guy rocker in his image in terms of drinking and carousing and being completely out of control that was his style and i wasn't used to dealing with that um you like Ace. you did you produced with Ace Freely hello <laughs> um he said he Kramer just he, he he didn't think that the uh he didn't think that ACDC was very interested in him in his professional background he's he, he didn't think that ACDC really gave a shit he had a couple a, another good line too about here, about his his experience working with um, with Kiss, which I thought was was pretty interesting. Even Malcolm yep. said, like he wanted
0: Eddie Kramer wanted respect that he had worked with Hendrix. Yes, and and uh, Malcolm's like, well, you might have turned knobs, but you ain't Hendrix. Like, yes, I'm not giving you that kind of respect. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah, and they were bitching that he wanted him to do that. Give me give me some loving song. I love that song, but I don't I know, know how AC- but can you want- imagine that? A C D C you 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 might, you might oops, I did it again by Britney Spears, but you don't want fucking ACDC doing that song. This is a great quote. Malcolm Malcolm Young said, uh quote here, he
4: says, Eddie, we soon learned, was just a good sound man. He gets good sounds, but this guy walked in, he played us a Rolling Stones track play us another track and said, put that verse together with that chorus, and I'll get you a hit. And we just looked at him and went, fuck off. (laughs) Eddie goes, Eddie Kramer said, I like to hear hit songs. I think that's really important. But once again, that wasn't the way to do this band. This band required a specific type of handling, which I had no idea how to do at the moment in my career. This is great. I was used to working with kiss who were rough and ready in a different sort of way. I had a rapport with KISS, which I didn't have with this band, and there were some problems. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of Eddie Kramer's quotes about the difficulties that he had with the band. And I think it is funny. He had recorded multiple albums with KISS, but I think the difference with KISS and ACDC, KISS still had Paul and Gene. There was no Paul and Gene with A C D C at the time of recording Highway to Hell.
3: No, but I think ACDC also had their uh, probably had the two brothers, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, pissed true. Off, they had to change their brother. And so they were going to look at whoever you brought in to be like, who the fuck you, what? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, yep. right? Literally. And so, and so maybe <laughs> they're like, okay, you don't like fucking Eddie Kramer. All right, let's bring this guy in. And then yep. they bring in Mutt Lange, who we've talked about him before because we talk about Mutt Lange. This is his second album we've done with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He has done this album He has done Back in Black He has done Pyromania He has done Hysteria Amazing. Okay so that's four Right there <laughs> Then he did his wife's three Albums that are diamond Three that are diamond mm-hmm. That's seven diamond albums That is insanity yeah. <laughs> Yep. I think you listen to What that guy wants to do when you, when he's producing, oh, but I'm an artist. I can't let him do sh- like, fuck off. ACDC will do it. You should do it. Shut up and listen to the guy.
0: Yep. And I think that, you know, where all the research I looked at, he seemed easier to work with, right? Instead of you will show me respect, blah, blah, blah. There's stories about he's sitting there. He's like, okay, well, Angus, show me the, uh, the solo you're going to play. No, no, no. Hit that note bend that string and then hit that note. Right? Or these stories about Bond, I want you to sing it this way. Well you if you can think do it any better, you fucking do it. Okay. Sit right there and belts it out and Bond's like, oh fuck, who is this guy? <laughs> right? right. So and- there's a respect there that it's a working class guy that's willing to work with us.
4: Yeah. And he and he did he did do a lot of like you said, a lot of work with Bond's vocals. You go back and the albums before Highway to Hell, which I love. You know, Powerage uh, let there be rock like i i love those the, the the earlier ones dirty deeds and 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 high voltage the band sounds a little different for me but let there be rock and power age or however the hell you pronounce it those, those are great and bonds vo- vocals on that are they're, they're still bond but you can definitely see the mutt influence on on bonds vocals on what he does in these songs and i i can't wait to, to get into that but you're right Mutt is extremely demanding and precise down to note for note for note. But it's funny because at this time, Zeus, there was no pyromania. There was no hysteria. There was no mm-hmm. back in black. So as Mutt was, Mutt became that monster of a producer, but at this time he was still kind of a, I mean, he he had success, but he wasn't the guy that we came to know. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I think the biggest the difficulty, and I'm not going to blame Malcolm and, and Angus, was was not working with George and Harry that, that that was huge
3: Yeah, yeah, and you know At this point though, the band is already In a groove, it's the same five for quite A few albums now, Bond, Angus Malcolm, Cliff, and Phil The Like the classic lineup mm-hmm. And they were just ascending And I think what happened was Before Powerage was kind of A serious album yep. More hard rock, blues, kind of like But serious stuff and uh, they want to have a little bit more fun. And this is a lot more fun this mm-hmm. album. And you can tell, and they kick it off with just uh, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But um, anything else before we get into the first track? I think I just
4: a couple comments I want to make, just generally speaking about this album. and and everybody talks about about Bond Scott for good reason. And everybody talks about Angus for good reason. But I think one of the things that Mutt as a producer does that really suits ACDC. And we talked about it is the simplicity of ACDC. I think two of the most underrated things on this entire album is Cliff Williams bass and Phil Rudd as a drummer. These songs fly because of those two guys, obviously the riffs of Angus, But when we get into the track by track, what Cliff is doing on a lot of these songs, it reminds me a lot of what Gene did on a lot of the Dress to Kill songs, where his bass was kind of keeping that groove going with the riffs that you're hearing from Angus, in Gene's case, we're hearing Mm -hmm. from Ace and Paul. I I think that kind of production, it really highlighted the strengths of a simple, and I don't mean that as an insult, a band like ACDC. Uh, and you and you, Zeus, you brought up a point that I was gonna say about Powerage, a serious hard rock album. Highway to Hell, it's like a a ballsy, dirty, sexy, swaggery, drinking party album. And, And there's one serious song on it that we'll get into. But the rest of it, this is like this is party blues based boogie rock that I don't think I had never heard before or since in the ACDC catalog, Powerage had some of it. Hell ain't a bad place to be. It's a great song, you know, stuff like that. But this album, I think the whole album is like this. Um, and the production just, it just breathes life into these songs, letting all these instruments breathe and separate and just give a groove that I just think is undeniable.
0: Sonny. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, it's the, you know, I'll, I'll talk. Well, I'll talk about bond for a second. It's the sexiness and the swagger that attracts me. It's the don't take yourself too seriously. It's the have fun, but still get your job done. I didn't mean that for Ryan, but it did. <laughs> um, and with Brian Johnson, it feels like old guy. Yeah. That's grandpa up there singing. <laughs> right. And instead of, I always saw Brian Johnson as a guy who's like, if you need to go take a shit, go take a shit. That's what you're doing when you're singing, right? <laughs> But it's like the but, but for whatever reason, Bond sounds similar, but it doesn't sound like that. Like there's a there's a sexiness to this guy, although he's not what you would call a handsome man.
3: <laughs> oh, no, God. there is a rock star built. Like it, it's the old Eddie Murphy line about there's some singers getting some pussy that ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> like <Yeah>. Bond <laughs> Scott is uh, like. He's got a swagger about him The shirt's wide open The teeth are missing His hair's a fucking mess Jeans way too tight And while we talk about this album We did our research And there's an awesome little uh, Documentary on Amazon That you can see about the making of this album With, <laughs> with A bunch of characters oh, man. That are describing this album That look like The misfits Or fucking, what'd you say, Tom? Look like Nosferatu. Come alive.
4: If you've seen Rock Docs before, and and, and this one's called Highway to Hell Classic Album Mm -hmm. Under Review on Amazon Prime. So one of the guys, his name is Malcolm Dome. He's a British rock journalist. He's a bald guy. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck, though. His teeth. Dude, he (laughs) looks like Austin Powers, but he's a real person. And he (laughs) looks like the bald man from Salem's Lot. He's Nosferatu, <laughs> but all these guys, they all look like guys that would go see like an ACDC cover band. <laughs> the, I mean, the documentary is fantastic. It's about an hour and a half long. It's really good. They're but, wearing like
3: men's extra medium tight T-shirts that each, just are not fitting properly. Dude, each guy they interview is uglier than the next. Oh it's God. It's horrific, <laughs> but
4: it's a uh, really good.
0: Do- it, it's good. I was on the floor dying watching this thing right and nicole comes into the room she goes what is wrong with you i'm like look Bon, <laughs> Bon has these cut off shorts.
3: Oh, <laughs> his, I have of it. Nuts. I forgot. His I took nuts are of all it all
0: over the place,
4: Dude, and all, I am on the floor, <laughs> and I'm saying hickory nuts. And Nicole's like, "What the hell's wrong with <laughs> like, Sonny?" I said the same thing. I said we have now somebody has overtaken John Bon Jovi <laughs> with the nut huggers and the hickory nuts, and, it's, oh, and his name is Bon Scott. Are, oh my God! Those, those
3: are shorts. the most. <laughs> That would be like if if I tried those unflattering uh, fucking (laughs) emasculate fucking pair of shorts a man should ever wear. Everything we just said about them being cool (laughs) goes
4: out the window with Bond wearing those jorts. I mean,
3: (laughs) it's just walk around (laughs) in public about okay. And I'm gonna send you the photo that I'm talking about here. And like honestly, Angus Young looks like teenage bobby brady he looks like a brady bunch blue striped shirt yeah, oh yeah like, yeah and no. his head dude he looks like the last season of the brady bunch bobby brady yeah he dude. he looks
4: like he's about 12 <laughs> like like i mean he he's always looked young but i tell you and and uh, the thing i love about bond scott and and you, you talk about fucking stage swagger he there's no shirt he's not wearing a shirt there's no shirt that's good enough for Bon Scott when he's
3: performing live. Oh God, it's just not sh- happening. Like <laughs> He's got a moose toe of Dude, fucking I don't know what he's got there going. Dude, he, Bon Scott looks like an old that's an old man's body with a young man's <laughs> head. It's like Photoshop. It's like, a, you know, the, the Walmart photos, like shoppers at Walmart online. You see really? all photos of people like some guy walk. This looks like a, some like crackhead in Nebraska going to Walmart.
4: And I love and I love the I love when you, when they interview him. I had to watch this entire thing with subtitles on. I don't know if you guys <laughs> did. I'm like, I fucking can't understand what anything you guys are saying between the band themselves and the ugly British journalist trying to talk about the album. And that guy we talked about before we hit record, that poor guy, no one told him that Doors t shirt doesn't fit him anymore. <laughs> you guys gotta go back and watch this documentary.
3: Yeah, he was just not a very flattering photo. Oh. Yeah, it, they're only a few years removed from like Bon Jovi and the tight, like leopard fucking spandex, hair oh, yeah. poofed up, like image conscious. Could you imagine if they walked out like, yeah, but we want to appeal to women too. Here's our group. And they see this fucking group walking down the <laughs> they're street. They're all like short, scrawny, like meth addicts. <laughs> like they're all like <laughs> but they kick ass and they rock out. So I, good for ACDC. I know, but I know. But yeah, they wouldn't uh they would be a, a record company's nightmare if they ever fucking try to come out big in the mid eighties. But thankfully the music spoke for itself. Oh, yeah. So Before uh, we continue talking about The handsomeness of those guys On that documentary Let's get into the tracks Because I can't wait to discuss this stuff Let's do it So I don't know if you've heard this one guys But here it is
0: So fuck nights in Satan's service. We're just going to piss everybody off and release an album and a song called Highway to Hell. I can only imagine what the religious nuts were thinking at this point. I'm sure they at least contemplated the religious shit that this was going to bring, but I guess they didn't care. Total sing-along anthem. There is no doubt about it. Uh, Malcolm had said something about they were going through hundreds of riffs every day but this one stuck out like a dog's balls. Like, I guess I don't speak Australian, so I don't understand. It's a great of name. Stuff.
4: It's a great, one. yeah, but,
0: and in at some points, this works against what I like, but the slow, the slowness of this song and the tempo is so important because there's like the swagger that it creates. It's a little more haunting, but a little more uh, gritty. If a song was any faster, I'm not sure it would sound right. Anyway, and then I got a story connected to this damn thing. So I'm working at uh, this building down in San Bernardino for a couple of years. And uh, one of my friends, his name was Walt. I take him to his first rock concert. He's in his late 40s. Okay. We go to see Rival Sons and Hailstorm in Anaheim. So standing room only. And for whatever reason, a lot of bikers in the, uh, in the audience. I have no idea why. Bunch of bikers and hard asses. And we're standing there waiting for a hailstorm to come on. Rival Sons is done. Uh, the roadies are doing their thing. And the Highway to Hell comes on. Right? And Walt goes, oh, what song is this? I'm like, oh, my God, dude. You're going to get us fucking killed here. Right? Like, calm down. You're going to get us killed. Right? He goes, well, how am I supposed to know the last concert I went to was DeBarge. Barge? Oh. I'm like, dude. That's gonna get us. That's gonna get him that's killed. Him. Get him
4: killed. Dude, absolutely, shut up while you're here. Oh my
0: God! As everybody else is rocking out the highway to hell, I brought the only guy that's never heard the song.
4: He's sitting there <laughs> dancing to the "Rhythm of the Night." I know. <laughs> oh, oh my God! God.
0: But uh, one of the best opening songs on an album. Period. It is an awesome song. I absolutely love the song. Always have. Never turn it off.
4: Yeah, there's something to be said about a a song that is 40-plus years old that just sounds so fresh, so fun, so exciting, so raw, just timeless. You've heard it a billion times, but you always want to listen to it. It's a riff that you love because in your mind, you can play it. It's an easy song. There's nothing complicated. It is a drum beat a killer riff and a guy singing like you believe every word he's saying. And in terms of the pantheon of, of album openers, I just made a quick list of my personal, you're talking about iconic album openers. You got this welcome to the jungle, Detroit rock city, enter Sandman, just iconic, timeless songs that you are never going to get sick of, but you're going to hear them for the rest of your life a million times. You're going to hear them at rock concerts. You're going to hear them at sporting events. You're going to hear them at arenas. And, and there's a reason that this song is what it is. And it, it's just, I don't know. Every time you hear that opening riff, it, you just get like a goosebump, and you've heard the song a million times.
3: So the song is written by Angus Malcolm and Bond Scott. Every song on the album is credited like that. So I'm not going to repeat myself every time. Angus Young, Malcolm Young, and Bon Scott The three primary songwriters And uh, this one is Highway to Hell It went number 47 in On the Billboard charts in 1979 It went to number 1 in mainstream rock in 92 Number 1 in uh, Billboard Hot Digital songs In 2012 I don't even know what the fuck that is But it did <laughs> And the other one I would add is "Smell Like Teen Spirit Oh, Uh Uh-oh. Opening riffs Gotta put that in there Maybe the number 1 of all time um, whoa <laughs> opening opening songs yes um the legendary riff oh yeah why oh that's so easy that's so easy okay why didn't you do it exactly yep oh he sings it so easy really why didn't you put your lyrics you sing it like that it's not easy to sing this to hit the right spot in this beat and that chord and those drums and not to over dramatize the vocals on this or to Egg it on to Mr. Beat He hits it right on the exact spot He needs to And I bet you they worked at it and, and got it exactly where they needed to get it Now I have heard Crazy Train I have heard Shook Me All Night Long I have heard Rock and Roll All Night I have heard I don't know Jump What other fucking unbelievable song This Is one of the few Classic 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 songs That I can say I have no fatigue in When it comes on I blast it Welcome to the jungle This stairway to heaven Smells like teen spirit I don't give a fuck when it comes on I can blast it and I never Tire of it There are times I'll even seek it After all these years to play this song That's how fucking good it is The lyrics are fantastic and fun And they're either supposedly about The tour schedule They're on a continuous highway to hell You know tongue in cheek there And there was also the other part where supposedly It's about a road where Bond uh, used to go Drinking at his favorite pub A very dangerous road where a lot of people Had accidents and died and Going to a pub and they call that the highway To hell something called Canning Highway in Perth Mm -hmm. So that could be one of the things. And, um, you know, it's listed 258 on Rolling Stones, 500 greatest songs. But then again, Rolling Stones sucks. Uh, Martin Popoff, good friend Martin Popoff over on Pantheon Podcast made it number 23. The top 500 heavy metal songs. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame put it the top 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. The ringtone for this went gold. <laughs> um, This is... I don't know. And I still would probably say either back in black or maybe shook me all that long might be more famous, but uh, this to me is quintessential ACDC. I,
4: I think that opening riff is, I think everybody knows that. And 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 I think this song, first of all, it's a perfect opener on its own, but it's a perfect opener for the album where you're trying to make your mark in America with a producer like mutt, because you know what you're into or what you're in for with this. You are in, you're in for simplicity. You're in for riffs. You're in for an album that is going to let the songs breathe, let the instruments separate and breathe that. This is the perfect example. Bon is singing in between a simple drum beat and a simple riff. The bass doesn't even really kick in until the chorus. It's a very simple to, you know, it, take in this song. And I think that's part of its success. It it
3: you can't, it's an it's the definition of an earworm. But in addition to that, it's almost the blueprint of Mutt Lane's success. Yep. This is a Mutt Lane produced song. Yep. Because you can take this and then you can go, hmm, I hear some photograph in there. I hear some oh, yeah. pour some sugar on me. I hear any man of mine from Shania Twain. You like I can hear ACDC do a Shania Twain song, and I can hear Shania Twain picking up on an ACDC song, making a countryside version the way they do it. And you can hear, because that's the same thing, the beat, the guitar, or the violins at the same time, if you do Shania Twain, in the guitar, in the drums. And there's something about that where the space comes in and the riff goes out. I don't know. He just knows how to do it. He knows how to make certain songs Fucking click and, and, and you know I, I don't want to give too much credit to Mutt Lange Because this is ACDC doing this But he brings He brought it out of him on this And to come up with a song title Highway to Hell This imagery That title Where they are in their band Okay and that unique kind of like Okay we're calling That's a bold statement And to back it up with a song as good as this That's fucking huge because this song could have been like, oh, huh. all right. You called it Highway to Hell, but a song eh. this kicked it like fucking out of the park. Oh, like you said, like you said with Mutt and you said on Pyromania, look at,
4: listen to the beginning of Photograph. It's a simple, iconic riff with a simple drum beat that's paired up with that riff. It's not that different from the beginning of Highway to Hell. And, and, and you say, it's not that hard, but they right. do do it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the defining song. For me, at least, of Def Leppard. Other people would say something
3: different. But that's a mutt. That's that style. That that breathable song. It's like he has, the like, what are those things called in your brain? Those end things. Like, he has, like, he knows the scientific way yeah. to make those things tingle in your brain. Like, that's something I like. Yep. Or, yeah, just play something like this, but make it a little different so it's not exactly the same. But the same kind of area, he knows that that'll go into any rocker's brain, and they'll guarantee to like that.
0: Yeah. Cause I think there's that piece of somebody has to be sitting there and I'm assuming this mud that's going, all right, guys, like this can't be devil worshiping, right? like you're going to have to make this listenable. It doesn't matter how trying to fund your being, the title is going to work against you no matter what. So if you don't make it somewhat listenable, this thing's dead before it begins, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can be rebel and connect and people think it's cool and easy, you can have something to last forever.
3: Yeah, All the highway to like hell excessive. is badass. It's not like devil worship. That's it's right. Like, like we're rebels and we know we're doing it this way. Yeah, this isn't fucking let's do this song by Saxon.
0: Venom. Right? Have you heard anything by oh, Venom? Yeah. It's not listenable yeah. shit. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Saxon, let's come up with an album and a song called Highway to Hell. Let's hear what you got they do have a song called
4: denim and leather oh good lord um the
0: video dude i just i really don't like it when guitarists don't clip their strings it drives me absolutely crazy (laughs) to roll your strings up at the end just it's lazy it's sloppy i don't like i couldn't get my eyes
4: off of it i know it's stupid Speaking of strings, uh, we're, we're about, you know, two hours, an hour into this. And we forgot to thank our intro musician, Tony from a oh, strain. Does he clip his strings? Tony, you can chime in on that. I bet you do.
0: Yeah, he does.
4: Yeah. I, I love these videos because they're not like, they're not real videos. I, I, cause I love watching this band perform one of the, one of the coolest things and you really see it, you know, I know it's not highway to hell, but you really see it in that for those about to rock video that Zeus was talking about, I love like when cliff cliff and malcolm they stand in the back they As play their music and then when it's time for the sing they, <laughs> they step walk. up and then they step back <laughs> I, I just right. i just think that just so and and, and they and when they do it they, they you know that they're like oh this is my chance to get in front of the mic and then they just go back and i, I just think love they've it. been
0: told by angus you can step up if you want to stay up here but yep. i am not responsible if my if the head of stock of my guitar ends
4: up in your ass. Oh, exactly. I don't know where I'm gonna move next. <laughs> That's right. That's why those guys are those guys are statues behind the microphone. They're not moving.
3: Yep. Isn't that an iconic as iconic as his schoolboy outfit in his little fucking Chuck Berry duck walk thing that yep. he does there? Yep. Isn't it iconic with what's his name? Uh Malcolm in his guitar. And just coming with his hair. The long shoulder length hair. And just coming up to the chorus part. And then stepping back. I and then it. the bass. It's Cliffless. Like you know plugging along. Banging his head. And Phil is usually in the background. Just you know bopping his head. Playing the drums. Like very nonchalantly. Not going yep. nuts. Not looking like yeah. Fucking rock and roll. Yep. And then uh, Bon Scott. Oh. With his Jay Leno denim outfit. And jeans so tight is wiping his pancreas <laughs> Can you buy a shirt What the shirt? He doesn't need a shirt He's Bond Scott dude Yeah and god bless Angus But like The the guitar like I never liked those Gibson guitars okay. I never liked them yes, I Yeah, think it looks,
4: I just, I, It's iconic for him But I know what
3: you mean It is yeah. He's the only one that can pull it off because anybody yeah. else held the guitar like that and did shit like that. like, this guy looks like an idiot. Yep. But Angus makes it cool. He sticks out. It's just how the fuck? Let's just say the obvious. The fuck does he not have a headache? Oh, how the fuck how does he do not that? have
0: neck surgery and all that? Know, how does like he, he?
3: How does? Like... How is he not like, dude? I can't do this today. I just can't. That's I why know. he's not. A, he's not a drinker, and he's not because if he was a drinker, imagine doing this drunk or, or hungover.
4: Yeah he'd, yeah, he'd be Ace. Yeah, he'd
3: be Ace. Ace <laughs> couldn't do this one concert. Imagine Ace, you're going you're gonna to step in for the role of, um, of Angus Young. What the fuck is... I ain't doing that shit. Dude,
4: he can't stand up straight in those fucking Ace boots. Imagine him trying to do this shit for freaking yes. 90
3: minutes. God bless Angus. Yep. He's been doing this for how many years and he's still not tired. He's still doing it. The guy's a machine. Yes, you know he's just not a drink. All he did was smoke cigarettes. Yep, fucking insanity. God bless him, man. And it. oh, we got to say the guitar solo on this legendary. Oh God, it's just Angus is just. Oh, I don't know what can you. I feel. I feel like like what can you say about Angus? Like it, it's just he's it's fucking, fucking Angus Young. I just the other part to this, and we probably should have said this more in the beginning, but. I think his brother is so underrated. Never oh, mind as the as the rhythm guitar player, yep. quintessential. I don't need the spotlight. I will keep this going, little brother. You fucking do your thing. I've got this, mm-hmm. and the vocals and the lyrics, and just being solid there. And you got Angus doing his thing. But even Angus, I would say, never gets credit as the guitar player that influenced people people all say oh angus guitar god guitar god but like they're not talking about him like oh i learned from angus i play this like angus young and and i
4: think and i think that's because we said it earlier i think they look at it as he's fantastic but it's just it's simple riffs it's three it's three chord it's three chord riffs or whatever yeah okay that might be true but look zeus you said it you do you. You said so. You do it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, the okay, difference okay. is, okay. He's. I mean, I mean, he's not Kirk Hammett. He's not Randy Rhodes, He's not George Lynch. He's not. He's not even Tony Iommi. Yeah. He's Angus Young, and there's nobody like him. And, but yeah.
0: It's exactly what you said. Is, Rhodes, Halen, right? Yep. There's there's these guys coming up. Lynch, Iomi, Momstein is coming up right after this. Yeah. Right. So there's guys coming that I think is just uncool for a guitar hero or somebody who wants to pick up and play a hair metal guitar and is in a band in 1989 and say, Angus is my go-to guy. You're right. Right. Yep. Cause he and wasn't then, flashy. Not a lot of guys play the SG either. That too. So it's not like it's, you know, nobody like a lot of the times a guitar God gets connected to the guitar they play because other people play the same guitar. The mm-hmm. SG is just not that
3: popular. Yep. And he never looks like, although he's got the crazy Angus move, he never looks like he's on his knees in front doing the like, finger going and stuff that you're like, holy shit, look at him go. He's his get I wouldn't say he's overly like melodic, because they're fast bursts of speed and and some melody in there, but they're not over melodic, like you know, like strings being held and notes right. being bent. It's just a lot of fast, good guitar that makes you rock And the solo kicks ass Specifically like on this one It's just mm-hmm. an incredible, incredible, legendary song and I think yep. we did it some uh, justice the way we talked about it But let's go to song track number two Go!
0: So confession time for me, my woman has serious rhythm, but I'm assuming Bond is not talking about dancing. Like, that's not what he's talking about. Huh? Um, Simple riff, fat hook. I mean, there's just such a ra- raunch to it. It's got the groove. And this is kind of where you realize, and maybe most people don't realize, both Bond and Brian Johnson, they have actually a pretty good range in their vocals. Like, for me, you know, I was a karaoke nerd way back when, like, I, I'm not a great singer, but I can sing some Kiss songs, some Prince songs, I can sing some Bon Jovi songs, I sing some Temptations. Dude, I no, cannot.
3: Hey, not well. But well, go
4: oh, ahead. I cannot,
0: I can't touch a note on an ACDC song. Like, and I've seen other people try and really struggle. Like, mm. it, it's not easy, because I think there's a lot more range there than people give it credit for. The song is a perfect tempo after Highway to Hell. There's no doubt. That whole girls got rhythm, girls got rhythm, backseat rhythm. Right, that's yeah. all mutt right there. There's ACDC's not going to do that on their own, and George would have never been able to bring that. And uh overall, I mean it's just it's a great raunchy song. And I know that's weird to say, but uh because it kind of look like old men doing this raunchy song, although they're not that old actually yet. Um, we'll talk about their age here in a minute because I got it written down, but uh, I love this song. I really do.
4: This song is is one of the reasons, I mean, you know, Highway to Hell is the go-to song. Girls Got Rhythm would be considered probably a deep cut. I mean, there's really no deep cuts on this album, but this song is the reason why I love Bon Scott era ACDC and why Highway to Hell is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's got that boogie blues groove to it. We just talked, we just spent all this time talking about how ACDC is one of the greatest all time hard rock slash metal bands of all time. This is like, you could tap your toes to this song. This is, you could almost like dance to this song if you had to. And when I listen to this song too, I'm a huge Bob Seger fan. Okay. I don't know where you guys stand on Bob Seger. I I love Bob Seger, early seventies, Bob Seger. If you turn down the guitars on this song and gave Bob Seeger the this could be a Bob Seeger song. And I mean that as a compliment to both ACDC and Bob Seeger, because I love them both. It's that kind of bluesy groove rock song. Another another earworm of a riff, more mutt. And like you said, girls got rhythm, the gang vocals, the call and answer. It's just it's it's an it's just an amazing song. It's a standout track for me on this, which is why
3: Highway to Hell is the album that it is for me. For me, it's a just I could just simply say every single time, great vocals, rhythm section kicks ass, incredible riff, fucking catchy as he- all hell, great solo. Yep. I could say the same <laughs> thing on every fucking song. Yep. Um, this specific song is reminds me, and I feel like it comes into another song. And then this is, before I tell you what I think it is. I think this is quintessential ACDC You know when you hear something, you're like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like that song by," um, I don't know, Cinderella did that, or this song sounds like Van Halen's this. This song, no. Every time I hear an ACDC song, I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like the that sounds like the previous ACDC song this, or well, that yep. sounds like that ACDC song this." It's the same stuff, so I get it, and that's why that famous Gene always says, "When you ask ac your new album sounded like your last album. They say, no, no, no. It sounds like all our albums. And God bless them. Uh, Gene always gives credit to ACDC about that. God bless him too. Yep. So I will say this song sounds like it comes, it turns into flick of the switch. And I mm. fucking love the album takes a beating, but the song title flick of the switch. I love that. Damn. Damn. Mm. And uh, This is a great riff And it's the typical ACDC You can picture this like a live video Of the band As you just described Highway to Hell, Girls Got Rhythm And all of a sudden Cliff and Malcolm Jump Step to the it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. backseat rhythm and they, and they go back And then they come back And then they go in the background And the Angus is in the forefront doing his thing in the front And Bon oh, Scott's yeah. in there rocking with his You know, cut it. Dungaree fucking outfit on his bo- Nut tug is out You know It's <laughs> fucking quintessential ACDC yep.
0: Did Love you it. notice on the top Of the pops video he's wearing Nike shoes The yeah. guy who sang <laughs> Highway to Hell And supposedly is the Biggest baddest rocker Fucking druggie drinker on the planet
4: Is wearing Nike shoes That's a borderline least metal moment right there
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah <laughs> He's not what you would call a fashion Icon <laughs> Hell no. He's not about the fashion. There's not. Uh, Let's go to the next track.
0: walk all over you i I love that the song just kind of builds and then it calms down and then it builds again then it gets to that crazy guitar solo and then the gang vocals at the end like that's that there's a bunch of earworms there and it's a really really well crafted song the lyrics are a little interesting to me because i can't really figure out if it's hey you push me i push back or these like they sound a little rapey almost. So that whole, uh, you know, reflections on a bedroom wall. I'm glad you got to see it all. Like we're rising mm. and falling like the sea. You're looking so good under me. That, that feels a little rapey to me. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that. could be. Um, now third song on the album. You, you, you realize this album somewhere between punk, hard rock, heavy metal, boogie, right? So this is that, mass appeal we're talking about and it's cool because they attract everybody and the song just add it just ends perfectly um i was wondering because i was watching the video on this one and all the videos are very similar but i'm like wait a second how old are these guys so the ages of these guys at this moment in time is angus is 24 phil is 25 malcolm's 26 cliff is 30 Bon is 33 oh wow so they yeah. still have you know for a couple of these guys these guys are Based all getting close to middle age, right? But the the two main songwriters, which are Malcolm and Angus, really long term, they still got time to grow. Yep. Right. So i I don't think at this point it would have still surprised me. Back and Black did so well, but then realizing how young they are in their bang zone, and they got the producer they want that can make them sound the way they want. Now it doesn't surprise me that Back and Back Back and Black was so big.
4: Yeah. Yeah, walk all over you. Um, uh, uh, One thing that ACDC is excellent at, especially on this album, is their intros. And I love how this, the the beginning of this song, you're not quite sure what you're getting. It it starts off with that little moody intro, the the guitars, fill, just kind of coming in with a little bit of a drum fill there. And then there's like that little moment of silence And then all of a sudden, Angus just kicks you in the teeth with that riff. And then the song goes in. You're like, oh, shit. Like, what is happening here? And then Bond Scott just comes out. You're like, wait a minute. This is not what happened. And then it slows down for the chorus. And then it picks back up. And the documentary that we were referencing, those guys talk about that, too. How... It's interesting that the song is just blowing your face off, you know, and then all of a sudden they slow down for that chorus where it's just kind of like the gang vocal saying, walk all over you. And then you get bond kind of squealing, you know, walk all over you. Now it's funny because walk all over you. Is this like, did Gene get inspiration for dance all over your face? Like, is, is that what this, is that what's going on here? Cause you, you, you hinted at something maybe going on there, Sonny. Is walk all over you? Is, is that dancing all over your face or just a different what version? I don't know.
3: All over your face. Well, <laughs> I dance uh, all over your face. Dance all over your face. Pretty much. I mean, what is, what,
4: what's walk all over you mean? What's da- I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, another killer tune.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I do enjoy the slower intro and then the fast pickup. Um, mm-hmm. It almost like when it first picks up, then, then, da, and I thought it sounded like, what I like about you <laughs> It started coming out like Wait a minute where are they going with this And I just Think it's just one of those songs That it's like It's a little different than the rest But it still follows the theme And it, it makes sense that it's On this album um, it, it It's uh, The backing vocals are pretty cool um, But It's not my favorite on this album But it's a good song it's a good song. Let's uh let's go to the next one.
0: Much too much. So Axel said several times in interviews, this is his favorite ACDC song. And I can I can imagine why. Because that, that nasty, dirty riff, uh, the lyrics of the song are amazing. The pace of the song is amazing. The The breakdown piece after the solo is awesome. Like there is something that Mutt found we talked about a little bit earlier where it's like, look, I can get you guys on the radio without cutting your balls off. I can make you famous without you having to lose the sawmill look you got going on. Like there's, he figured that out. And I think it has to do with much a trained singer. And he knew how to, it's like, okay, they got the guitar stuff down. Yeah. They're going to have that Chuck Berry flavor. We can live with that. You guys got to fix your vocals to where it's more pleasing to the ear because some of the stuff you guys do is not right. And just that one little fix makes this a more, hair metal type song than it does heavy metal type song, which is fine because I think the song is wonderful.
4: Yeah. No, you said it perfectly. Yeah. Another simple groove. And I like how the, the the way that the, the the drums and the riff come in and kind of punch the chorus through, you know, it's like touch, you know, and then it kicks in. And I like how the first verse is a little different than the second verse where the, the, during the first verse, the guitar, is a little bit it's a little bit simple he's not really he's not really ripping those chords and then as the second the second verse comes around he, the, Angus is a little bit more aggressive with the with the with the riffs there so you can kind of see how the song progresses and then the, then you get that little breakdown where it's like you know again that gang vocal saying you know touch too much it, it, it's it's a, it's a killer song and Sonny you said you said it I, I like the way you said it it's almost like a hair medley song which is interesting for this album um and I think that's due to mutt and it's also due to Bon and, and what Angus is doing, too, with his riffs. Awesome tune. Awesome tune.
3: I remember when I got back into ACDC and hair metal and stuff was kicking out. This song stood out to me on its own, obviously, than the other tracks, as being right in that genre. This would have fit in with that. Um, supposedly, it sounds like the Bon Jovi... Um, Song off of seventy eight hundred Fahrenheit. The hardest part is the night. I don't see it. I don't either. But they talked yeah. about it on the documentary that that's what this sound sounds like. I'm like, I don't really see it. But regardless, the song is incredible. It's one of the nights when you turn. I just, yep. I, it, it's just uh, vocal performances kick ass. The mood this gives you, and there's a some a simple little thing that I love about this song. And it's one of those earworms, something that I love, and it reminds me of one of my favorite deep cut uh, Kiss songs. There's a part at the chorus ends, and there's just the drums. Touch too much, much too much, and they change the much in the two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The backing. Reminds me of plaster Caster. grab a hold of me faster, faster. You can yep. hear that on the on the Kiss song, "Plaster caster where they change the words a cup like one time in the chorus callback, and it just it's not the same. And it, you pick up on it when they switch it up, and it makes that part of the song so much sweeter. And they do it much too much instead of touch too. Oh, just fucking, I love that part. Mm-hmm. Song is. It's just one of those things that perhaps You know, ACDC fans know this But maybe hardcore Like, you know, I mean the hardcore ACDC fans Know this, but maybe the You know, the other ACDC people That like this wouldn't know this that much and if they heard this, they'd be like Holy shit, this song yep. fucking Kicks ass And uh, it is a catchy As all hell song So, let's move on Next <laughs>
0: Beating around the bush. So here it's interesting because the lyrics are sleazy as hell, but the music is almost thrash. So it's, it's like you got kind of the two worlds joining and this is where in the documentary, the hickory nuts show up. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that's, it's a tough one. <laughs> Those shorts. <laughs> um, so now there was something I noticed in the second verse and I couldn't figure out what it was. And uh, my son and I were listening to it uh, on the way somewhere yesterday. And I'm like, oh, oh, rewind that. Okay, I got it. I got it. So on the second verse, what ends up happening is Angus is doing one note guitar fills in the first part of the verse. But in the second part of the second verse, he's actually doing a harmony with the vocal melody. So he changes it from a one note fill each line to like this harmony thing, which is really just adds so much to the song and just that start and stop of the music you know you guys are calling it kind of letting it breathe during the verses right man you can't really pull that off unless you have a singer that either has a voice of an angel that can sing literally anything or has got some voice that's got some attitude to it otherwise that shit falls flat. i tell you poison can't do that shit right brett Brett doesn't have that voice (laughs) right so Um, I love that start stop thing because man, when it's live, are they tight as hell and that stuff plays off well live. So, uh, good song, really good song.
4: Yeah, this is, this is not a go-to song for me. I think it just, I think the, the, the way that the rest of the album is with the, with the groove and the blues and stuff, this just doesn't have it for me. I think bond saves the song for me, uh, with the stopping and with the stopping and the starting. It's just a little too frantic of a pace for me. It, it, it works. I'm, I'm glad the the entire album is not like this. It's it's good. You know, that there's stories there that the that the riff is ripped off directly from a song called "Oh Well" by Fleetwood Mac. And if you listen to it, it is whether that was a, you know a tribute or whatever you want to call it there. Uh, and that's early, early Fleetwood Mac. But it it it's again, Bond saves the song and makes it listenable. But it's not it's not a go to song for me on the album.
3: Uh, I would kind of take Tom's side on this one Yeah, I, I mean, it's a good song It's fun It's hard to dislike a, an ACDC song It really is It, it is, is. It is. All kind of... Yeah, wait, wait a few minutes <laughs> Oh boy <laughs> yeah, Yes, it's hard to like an ACDC <laughs> song um, For me, it's, it's, a, it's a decent song It's alright Lyrics are just fun and funny you know, as much as we laugh about AC uh KISS lyrics, ACDC has a bunch. And they're all like juvenile <laughs> he just had big balls. Oh my god. Like yep. I lo- and I kinda like it. It's kind of fun and immature and stuff. The song's not bad. Um Bond does a great job, and as usual, Angus is right on point. It's a decent song. Not much to talk about it other than the The lyrics kind of stick out as fun for me. That's all.
4: Mm -hmm. Yep.
3: Let's go to the next one.
0: down in flames which to me is like girls got rhythms little brother it's a similar song to me because you know do the riffs really get any simpler um it's got the undeniable groove there's no doubt about that but you know what i was thinking if you wanted to do some sort of name that tune with this band, oh, dude, good fucking luck because there's about ten songs you can pick out of what songs they are. The other three hundred songs they got all sound the same. So name that tune. It's gonna be a bitch with this band. Yeah, but we um, you you suck at name that tune. Uh, we yeah, already I know that, it so I don't know. I,
4: I don't know how you're gonna do on this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, these are the kind of songs that, uh, you know, this whole thing about goes up to a girl in the bar. He thinks he's a hooker. He asks her how much she tells him fuck off. Right. But you know, she's hanging out everywhere. So what's he supposed to think? I've never had the balls to do anything like that. So songs like that connect to me because it's like, man, I wish I could do that. That like that, that's really cool that somebody can really pull that off because I absolutely can't. And then at the end, is that a baby cry at the end?
4: Like what what? I think cattle? Yeah, is that that's, that's it almost sounds just, like a baby crying? That's just Bond doing his little <laughs> like his little, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. it sounded
3: like Pat, Tom.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's Pat from SNL. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know if you noticed, but on this video, because all the videos are very similar. On this video, he has a different hat on. because. But uh, because Angus's hat doesn't last long. No. But here he has a chin strap on the hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the fucking year. helmet. That <laughs> keeps
3: in place his it's like, You gotta see the video. It reminds me of Hideki Matsui from the New York Yankees. Oh. Tom used to say because I used to say his head is so enormous. The Japanese outfielder for the Yankees, his hat, anytime there's a ball, his hat would come flying off. because yep. He needed head a is chin good. strap. Yeah. He needs a chin strap for that yeah. melon. <laughs>
4: melon he's got. <laughs> I never- he, there was, he could never field a ball without his hat <laughs> flying <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, he was a fucking Red Sox killer, Matt. So oh, good yeah. player. Oh, yeah. But good song overall. Right, so, All right, shot down in flames. So. Sonny hinted at Girls Got Rhythm. So everything I said about Girls Got Rhythm, I multiply that times a hundred. The, 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 the swagger and the groove that Girls Got Rhythm have, I think is tenfold on this song. The solo might be, I don't know if it's probably not my favorite, but there are certain things that I love about, about when guitarists are doing solos and when Bond just screams out, That's nice. Like in the, I love when like the lead singer is like cheering on the guitar player as they do in the, so it just, it just like, like, it's like, yeah, I'm the singer, but I'm going to, you're on my team. I'm going to cheer you on as you're kicking ass right now.
3: Big fan of CC, pick up that guitar and talk to me. Are you? (laughs) Yes, I
4: do like that. Yes. But (laughs) CC DeVille is horrific. (laughs) And I'm just that that is our monthly poison shit on moment right there. Yeah, we need to have a theme music a fucking our monthly punch. Can we, get a, can, can we get, can we get a sponsor? Maybe we can get like some kind of like rat poison company to sponsor us. Your monthly poison pile on. And people think people like, he's just terrible, terrible. But that, but let me get back to shot down of flames and, and Sonny, you hint at it. This whole, this whole album is a is ballsy and swaggery and about getting chicks and he's writing a song being like eh, man i got shot down in flames she just said no and i'm, I'm gonna sing about it and it's freaking gonna be awesome i just think that adds to the uniqueness of the song on, on an album like this I, I love it
3: love it yeah for me i feel like this song is just like Sonny said yeah that song that song's awesome that fucking beat that rhythm which one is that again it's just they're all awesome. Yeah, it's I thought this was sounds like giving the dog a bone later on that they do. Oh, okay, Black. Okay, this uh, song kicks ass. The ri- the <laughs> fucking groove, damn, yep. damn, like, Ugh. and just like you said, Tom. The, you know, through me listening to this album again, there were times, and I'll get to the rankings afterwards as we always do. That I'm like, this song is higher than this. This is where I'm starting. And then all of a sudden, this song, no, this song I like better. Oh, I like it better. Oh, yep. I like it better. It just climbs. And then the next thing you know, you're like, fuck, holy shit, this song is incredible. And they just pick up on you because it's just ACDC, and they have that winning formula. The fucking riff masters that they are, and the drums, and the guitar, and the vocals. And it is funny. Sonny, I'm like you. I've had, I'm. St- I'm a single guy at this point. I'm like you. I have done su- things that I'm not very proud of, but one thing I've yet <laughs> to really do is to embarrass myself chasing somebody. I'll never ever, and this is not even in my lot fitter days, in younger d- days, like ever gone to the point where I'm like, like this ballsy, like, Hey baby, want to come home with me? <laughs> like I, I always used to think that my game was to not have like a game. Yeah, even though everyone knows, like, yeah, that's everyone's game. That, yeah. like, Right? <laughs> exactly. But back then, when I was in, you know, we're talking 90s, like, I never fucking would be like, hey, uh, you know what would look good on you? Uh, me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could never do that shit. It would always be like, oh, yeah, all these guys are hitting on you? Well, I'm not going to. You know, it's just that hey. kind of mentality. God bless him for doing that. And that's what makes Bond Scott, because you can believe him. Being that, like, hey, baby, how much to go home with me? Fuck You, I'm not a prostitute, you asshole slapping them. Yeah, or, I don't or know you can if be like, you guys, hey, hey, a-
4: you'd be like, hey, 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 baby, you got any Italian in you? You Want some?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if you guys have a friend like this, and I'm not talking about Tony. Tony's the farthest thing from this, believe it or not. Uh-oh. A very, very good friend of mine absolutely believes it's a numbers game. If there is 40 yeah. women, yeah, I know, oh, yeah, I in the, the bar. He is buying 41 drinks. Like yeah. he is that guy and he's got it. And he's done woman after woman, after woman. I mean, he continues to go home. He doesn't, you know, he's not no wow. Robert Redford, right? Like he <laughs> just, just goes right. And it's like, wow, but I ain't got that kind of, me and Tone
4: just sit there and go, whatever, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know, that's time and money, baby. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, it's just one of those things, though. I know they say, like, oh, yeah, if you hit on 40 women, what are your odds? And I always say, like, if I could create one invention, and I think they did create it with all the fucking apps nowadays, like, would be an invention of a guy to be able to go back in time in history, to be able to have an app that'd be like, yeah, if you hit on this girl, you could fuck her. You could fuck her. You're like, no way. I could have fucked her. Yeah. And then you would have it, like you look in a bar And you'd be like, no, no, no Yes, and you'd be like Yeah, but I can fuck her, but I can also fuck her Alright, which one am I going to get to? Oh, you're just about to get to it, somebody else beat you to it you're like, Okay, I, I see This is like the fourth I'll bang uh, She's not the, then all of a sudden you look around They're all gone, you're like, fuck, I better hurry up and get to the fat one I can bang her And that's the fucking best app I could ever invent I thought the apps were about love no. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no. It's and, and, and Zeus, when you swipe Zeus. left. Yeah, I'd fuck her. 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 And then girls are like, he's insensitive. He's a jerk. I don't like I don't like his car. Oh, he looks like he wouldn't be nice with my family. Like, and we're like, yeah, I'd bang her. I'd bang her. I'd bang her. Pretty You're much. not even reading things. No. no, nope. No, it's not about the annual pleasure. It's, 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 it's not about no. <laughs> All right. So Shot down in flames in uh, our sex advice. Let's get it hot now.
0: So get it hot, <laughs> taking a shot at Manalo. I love it because I am not a huge Manalo fan at all. <laughs> so I, I'm very, very happy that this two and a half minutes included uh, taking a swipe at Manalo. How dare you?
1: How dare you? How dare you?
0: I just think the chorus is really boring here. I, I, I get it that you know it's got the Chuck Berry feel and it's okay overall, but the chorus just doesn't connect with me. And, uh, so the other night I said to Nicole, look, I'm going to bend you like a G screen. And, uh, she looked at me and said, you got to stop hanging out with those fuckos. That's basically what she said. So, um, yeah, not the
4: best song on this album.
0: It's a little boring to me.
4: Yeah. My, my big comment here is just weak chorus. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. The song is not bad. It's it's, it's pretty cookie cutter for this album. You know, it's got the boogie groove. It's got a great Cliff Williams bass line. I think that that's one of the things that sticks out for me. But when you get to that chorus, you know, with the kind of shuffled drum beat and there's really nothing going on there. I think it's it's a little bit of a forgettable track, but forgettable tracks on Highway to Hell is still awesome.
3: Yeah, I, I... I, I would probably say that in the beginning When I started listening to this album Another one shot right up yep. uh, I love the riff again of, of course It's a little bit like Jailbreak
1: Okay
3: um, yep. For me I love Bon Scott saying get it hot And then he changes his voice throughout the chorus though mm. it, it, it changes it a little Hey, hey, hey. It just, He makes everything work As you believe it when he's singing it And he's just so likable like for me, it's like he's the uh, like he's the ultimate fucking lead singer. Like guys want to be and hang out with him. Yep. Chicks want to bang him. Like he's fucking cool and funny, and he and he's got a good sense of humor about this shit. I think this song it was kind of a sleeper. It grew on me. It I I enjoyed the chorus of it, and I do like it because I like it, the way he changes it up a bit. Mm-hmm. And his vocals change a bit. I, I, it's a good again, like Tom, you said. Oh, it's maybe a little bit forgettable. There's nothing forgettable about, on, on this real album, no. but no. comparatively speaking, oh, this song is just—it's a—it's another fun track. And sometimes I guess it takes just after listening, listening. I've changed my mind. The the top three, I don't think we're going to change. But the other songs have changed tremendously, up and down mm. the rankings for me. Yep. So that little, I, I, I you did. Uh, that was like a James Brown
0: lyric. That was cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think he's awesome. I think he's so funny. I get, I like, I get into it. Now, whew, Let's go to the next track. <laughs>
0: So the boogie comes back, the R&B flavor, you know, that this ACDC breakdown they do uh, that's very typical later on in life. And this is the ultimate working class blue collar song if you want blood. And I just I love the way like sometimes the titles and the songs come up. So supposedly the story here is Bond is talking to some film crew operator. They're at uh, 78 Day on the Green Festival in Oakland. And they got the spot at 10.30 a.m. <laughs> so the the film crew guys like, what kind of show should we expect? And Bond said mm-hmm. something like, well, you remember when the ki- Christians got fed to the lions? Well, we're the Christians, and if they want blood, they're going to get it. And that's kind of where I love it. the title came up. Um, I, I just think those kinds of made-up characters and then the singer kind of embodies them is um, – good recipe for a song like this this is when you talk about AC/DC songs and you talk you know you go get 100 rock fans and you ask them name five AC/DC songs this will never come up because this one's always kind of hidden in the background because they have such a classic hits with other songs that this doesn't always come up and then the whole thing about o positive so i'm assuming that's his blood type yep is that his blood type it oh, must be okay nice
4: yeah (laughs) thank you well like i didn't need to know but (laughs) all right if you want blood (sighs) this 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 song is just so fucking good i just it, it, it i'm at a loss for words it's the first song on this album i'm at a loss for words because it just does so many things the way the song opens that riff in the way it builds and builds and builds. And then all of a sudden Bon Scott just screams at you. It's criminal. Just the the tone of his voice and the pace of this song. It's the perfect pace. It's not too fast, but it's not too slow. And that chorus, like you almost get like, like, Uh, Every time we do, we get ready to do these albums. I, 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 when I go running, I kind of play these albums into submission. This is one of those songs where I find myself, and I've said this before in other albums, I find myself running a little faster than I normally would for another song. That, that, and, and then when he says, I want you to bleed, and then, and then the, the, the solo, the song is just balls out ACDC. And one weird kind of coincidence with this song was, so kind of a quick little segue here. So people that listen to these these episodes, you know I'm like a big horror movie nerd. So the other day I was kind of flipping around and I love the Final Destination movies. They're so stupid, but they're just known for like ridiculously horrible death scenes and everything. So Final Destination 5 is the last is the last Final Destination movie of them all, okay? Now during the credits of Final Destination 5, they do like a montage of all the best deaths throughout all five final destination movies. And they're playing, if you want blood, you got it. But they're but the, 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 the clips are put together to like the beat of the song. So it's just wild. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I never realized that.
3: Um, but it's just, the song is just awesome. I just loved it. Oh, so good. So for me, um, if you want blood, I, I, Now, the movie soundtrack is in my grunge collection. But there's a scene in Empire Records Mm. where he goes into the office and these guys who you can probably tell never knew ACDC or liked ACDC except for that Italian actor who's an Australian Italian actor who probably knows ACDC. He's mad. He goes to his office and he's supposed to like... Get his fucking, you know, just scream And get his all his anger out Puts this song on And he starts playing the drums of this And then the other little store clerks Just start jamming out, acting I love how the guy acts like he's not acting like Bon Scott, he's acting like Brian Johnson Brian
4: Johnson Yeah, fucking idiot, yeah, the yep. Fucking yep. idiot.
3: And, and, the, and then the, little, the little, little Effeminate, quirky little kid Is trying to be like Angus Like, come on, dude, it's fucking <laughs> embarrassing But anyways I remember this scene specifically specifically with this song. This song is I don't know if you could ever listen to this in your car without taking the knob and going, oh shit, and turning the not turning the knob up. Yep. And not fucking just like losing attention and just being like, da, 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 oh fuck. Yep. You want to go like a hundred miles an hour, just fucking it, oh. it, it's a great Beavis and Butthead song. Driving a 1958
0: Pinto? I got the little volume thingies on the steering wheel there. Yeah, but
4: come on. It's
3: expression expression, wipe. <laughs> this, is, this, is, <laughs> this, <is, laughs> this is
4: Zeus. Zeus, this is the guy that introduces the show by saying, don't turn your radio dial. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tom. See, when a push comes to shove, he's got my back. Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, but there's no way you don't turn the volume up on this. There's no way. The song kicks ass. (laughs) It's just so iconic. The vocals cramming now. Oh Oh, the screech. Amazing. Oh my god. And it just and then the whole line about the Christians in the line thrown to the lion. Oh Oh my god. Yep. Uh, It's just uh, if you want blood, you've got it. If you want blood you've got it the fan and one cool other thing before we move on the so
4: the live album of if you want blood you got that album cover i don't know how that album cover was allowed to be released (laughs) because there's like like you think about that that is about as gory and graphic and that's a photo it's not even like a drawing of angus being impaled with the guitar (laughs) like i remember when i was a kid we used to go to the mall and flip through the record stores like you and i'd be like oh Oh, my God, they killed a guy with a guitar. Like, you know, now, granted, that that was was the live album. But, um, oh, just a great song.
3: Let's not talk about the track listing on that album, though, please. No, we won't. No, no, we will not talk about that. It's not about the track listing. (laughs) It's not about that. No, it's not. Um, Let's go to the next one.
0: hungry man all right the good and the bad uh, the good no, what okay. um, the baseline feels Motown there's some paces in the verses and they change the melody up a bit that at least is interesting the rest of this song is Superman to me I don't like the slower tempo Malcolm even said it was too pop Angus said it was the worst song ACDC's ever written. He must have had a bad night or night of bad pizza. He, you can blame <laughs> him. And I agree with him. This song is not great. And in, in an album which has so many classic songs I would listen to the le- rest of my life, if this thing never existed, it would not matter to me. Because wow. it's not that great of a
4: song. Ah, but it's, it's still, still
0: better it. than giving yourself away. So fuck you,
3: Piercy. Oof. What but is your problem with Stephen <laughs> Parcey? What's wrong with you? I think did the he, problem is he you don't steal the- your girl back then. I'm sure Jesus. he
4: did. I'm actually rooting for Rat to Dude. stand up Sonny on the cruise so he gets stood up again
3: by Rat. The fucking guy from Grim Reaper could have stolen your girlfriend back then. Relax. No, no could. that guy. That guy's not stealing girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: it's not about the Grim Reaper.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. He made it's a not about beat, the crocus, but it wasn't the girl. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> how can the, even if you don't like this song you have to at least love that baseline that, that he line said he it. said it. no no i know no i i know but because because i love i love how like this is another one of those songs and the, look it's not one of it's not a standout on the album but <laughs> I, again this is what i like about we talk about track listing sequencing you just get your brains blown out by if you want blood and then they kind of tone it down a little bit with love hungry med. And again, I said it earlier about a, another song on the album. The first verse, the the, the music and the guitars are very, very subtle, kind of groovy a little bit. And then the second verse, Angus is kind of ripping on the chords a little bit more to kind of give the song a little bit of a little bit of life. The chorus is whatever. It's not a standout for me. I like it. I like it way more than Sonny likes it. But I think the baseline and that groove kind of sells it. Cliff Williams kind of bangs it out on this
3: one. Yeah, for me, what stands out is it's different. The vocals on it. He's yeah. singing it a different style. It's not it, it's not fast-paced ACDC. It's just a different mm-hmm. type of song. The last two tracks are kind of similar in that sense. That kind of like bluesier, slower,
4: mm-hmm. you know,
3: where Angus, uh, Angus, excuse me, where Bond is not using the higher pitch or screech in his voice. Um, he's singing this a little differently. <laughs> I, think of, I, think of Hung- I think of Love <laughs> Hungry Man. I think of the those swanson meat, hungry men did. Oh, dude, I love those. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> I think, so dude, the brownie.
0: I used the to best have part first. The,
4: yeah. Dude, the best part of the brownie is that the middle would burn the roof of your mouth apart, and That's the edge right. of it would be cold. I've never Start eaten the brownies, one of those. You, you the have corn, never had a well. Wait, wait, Move the corn into the meatloaf gravy.
3: The Salisbury steak. It's all. Awesome. Oh. Dude, Dude the, we too- talked about this on the kissing contest on that kiss episode we did. Where, like, two men remember in the kissing contest the two men, <laughs> the man and the two woman. What the <laughs> fuck am I missing? What episode was that? <laughs> and shit. On, the, on the kissing contest on the Mike yes. Douglas show.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they were like
3: kissing for like two days. Yeah. And, like, we were <laughs> talking about what kind of food they would have to be. <laughs> Like, like preparing their meals Because you said They couldn't have had to like Salisbury steak <laughs> Dude <laughs> the, the best was the, the, And the
4: pudding The pudding was like asphalt That would like burn your skin off It was like napalm
3: If you ate that And you were making out with somebody for like two days Imagine like oh honey I gotta take a shit While we make <laughs> Dude, the best hungry
4: man dinner was the fried chicken Because it would get Ooh, stuck to the too. foil yeah. you know, It would get stuck to the foil And then you get to oh. take your fork and unstick it Yeah And that's the best part This is an ordinary man Honey, I'm home
1: I made dinner
2: This is a hungry man
1: <laughs> Baby, I'm home
2: How was work today? A few body slams, the usual I'm starving, what's for dinner? I made your favorite, hungry man a whole pound of food men love: fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn and pudding. Mind if I join you, hungry man from Swanson. It's good to be full.
1: Get your own Oh, What the
3: dude. fuck is eating this food? We're getting, we're getting.
4: You <laughs> This off.
1: food after
3: college, you were with Bridget. When were you like eating hungry dude. man food? Dude,
4: this was like, this was, uh, this. I'll probably say this. It was probably high school years where i obviously still living at home. My parents would go out on a Saturday night for dinner, or they'd go out with friends, and I'd be hanging out, and I'd just be like, dude, it's fucking Hungry Man time.
3: It's fucking divorced dad alone.
1: Eat that
3: <laughs> that's what the Hungry Man meal is for. I mean, you talk,
4: so you're saying Hungry Man wife beater cause yeah. banquet beer, that's it? <laughs> Salisbury
3: steak. fucking. <laughs> You'd be doing some dents on the toilet Eating that shit Oh, That's some fucking awful food I like, oh. how, I like how the first thing Me and Sonny said was Oh no, the brownie <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you guys know this food It's in the frozen section At the supermarket, right? They still have
0: this Oh, this was the go-to Because they were like 99 cents each When <laughs> yeah. I was in when I, I was I, in That is
3: yeah. and, they,
0: and, and both of my
4: parents worked
0: And, and they, you know, it was
4: oh, easy cook and they uh, had about six thousand calories gosh, and about eight thousand yeah. grams of sodium. In <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I was say,
3: how much salt was yeah. in that?
0: <laughs> and it used to be uh, oven only, and then it became microwavable, and it became even better because now no, you get to so no, fast. No, no,
3: no, no. The oh. no, the
4: oven's the best because that foil. No. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. How many calories from fat was in that thing?
4: Dude, the fact that we can connect the dots between love hungry man and then spend 10 minutes on hungry man
3: dinners. <laughs> that, that, that...
4: I'm telling you, the mashed potatoes are out of this world.
1: Sonny just,
3: said, Sonny just said the mashed potatoes are out of this world. Dude, the quality of fucking meat in that food. That's Must- dumpster food wrapped in foil. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's the ones where they sniff at it and they're like, I'm not eating this shit.
4: Dude,
3: soup kitchen homeless people turn.
4: I'm not eating that. <laughs> yeah, okay, now eat look. That. You gotta edit all this out because this is every Friday night here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> god. god. Sonny oh. takes it out and puts it on a plate with like a little thing of parsley. Hey, hey Nicole, I cooked for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've got the fucking Braised beef, fucking! <laughs> I get the, um, I get the
4: meat. I get the, the, the meat lasagna, with, with the tapioca pudding on the side for dessert.
1: <laughs> You're
3: eating this shit. You got like fucking, the meat has gone. That's this is story. why people listen. You're on a date with a chicken. You will eat this shit. Oh, oh you're going you're gonna to love the mashed
0: potato honey. They're amazing. You should put the corn and the gravy and mix them
4: all up. Oh, my God. You should not do any of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much feels. Oh, my
3: God.
4: Oh, you started it, Zeus. You started it. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah,
4: that's all. Like, right. I'm scared, so.
3: All Back. right, let's, let's, let's talk about let's talk,
4: about let's talk about serial killers. Come on. Yeah, let's go. <sighs>
0: Okay. So night prowler. O to Richard Ramirez. Now this is, this is interesting for me because I'm 16 at this point, right? So by the time this Richard Ramirez shit is happening, I am a junior in high school. So this is all over MTV in between who made who and shook me all my long videos. And, uh, this whole thing, you know, about killing 16 people and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy the whole, you know, the music made me do it. I, I do believe music has power. I think music, music creates a mood. I think you got to be accountable for your own actions. Um, you listen to the song. It does kind of drudge along and it does kind of put you in that weird mood. I don't know if it's, I don't love the mood that it puts me in and is too slow. I tried speeding it up 25%. It was still too slow. I don't think I can get past the Richard Ramirez thing. Like I've never been really been able to listen to this song without that, even though he does the more Mindy thing at the end and is trying to make yeah. it, Hey, this isn't got nothing to do with nothing. And it's not, it's not anybody's fault that Richard Ramirez did all this stuff, but it hit me at 16, right? It's think about the first news you really watched and started to understand. It was probably junior, senior year of high school. When you start kind of figuring out like, this is what this means and why it matters. And your parents are like, look, that's why you don't go out when it's dark or that's why you stay out of Oakland or whatever it is. And, um, I, I've just never been able to separate it. So this, this song is really tough for me.
4: Wow. <clears throat> that's, an, that's a good, that's a good story. And I mean that like for real, that's interesting that, that and you're right, music and lyrics and songs and c- the connections can have, can have that kind of meaning. Uh, I I don't have that kind of connection to this song. Um, I like when ACDC does stuff like this. I'm glad that there's one of these songs and only one of these songs on this album. Like I I like another song. This reminds me of is that song "Ride on. I like that. It's not a go-to song for me, but I like that they can do this and they pull it off really well. If you like this kind of stuff, that's slow. I mean, this song is painfully slow. It almost sounds like it's too slow but they do a good job with it. And I think the lyrical content in the way that bond Scott is telling the story, it all fits together. Now, Sonny has already talked about it. Unfortunately, it has the connection to Richard Ramirez. And unfortunately, Richard Ramirez was nicknamed the night stalker, which didn't help that this song is night prowler. I think everybody who knows this album and knows this song. Unfortunately, you think of Richard Ramirez. Now it's hard to kind of not, connect the dots there a little bit they say that there was a vh1 behind the music on acdc the band said that you know it's actually about a boy sneaking into his girl's bed you know his girlfriend's bedroom at night hey you don't know if that's true if you listen to these lyrics it seems a little bit more and if you watch the video for this the video is alarming the video is really stalker it, 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 it's it's a it's a disconcerting video especially for, th- for when this came out at this time
3: please stop um, using big words on this out on this podcast <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry upsetting how's upsetting exactly could i use
4: the word upsetting that's pretty good right yeah scary sad frightening uh yes. but all that putting all that aside and kind of separating the two i, I like the song like i said i'm glad that there's w- just one of these on the album i, I don't mind it
3: yeah, let's not get carried away. The song came out before the fucking serial killer. So anybody that's making it an issue is a fucking idiot. Uh the song actually a fun, kind of groovy little bluesy kind of tune. And it is. To me, I don't think these guys are kind of uh the type of band that want to get into like someone getting murdered or something. This isn't fucking deal writing about the wizard putting a curse on the on the on the fair maiden and someone wants to kill them. Like This is them being like sleazy, and someone's going to go and come to your window at night. Back then, people talked like that. Nowadays, you'd be fucking arrested and what do you call it? Kicked off and canceled for for writing shit like this. But I don't think they had that in mind. And I remember specifically, I had a friend that slept over my house one time we were in high school, and I lost him out drinking. And then he came to my house like two in the morning, banging on my window, like "Hey, I have to come in." <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? And I jokingly called him the Night Prowler. He's knocking on my window at two in the morning to come on in. Nice. It, it's just—it's for fun. I think it's a cool kind of like you know foreboding kind of, oh, yeah. what's coming down here the song. And in typical Bond. Let's you know, hey, it's all a fucking joke. Settle down with the nanu nanu Mork and Mindy yep. shit at the end of the song. It's a good song. It's fun. It's yeah. different. But you know, it, and, and unfortunately, people love to jump on things, and uh, they took this as uh, because he had an ACDC shirt on and, and attached it to ACDC. It had nothing to do with that stuff. And uh, but that's the sensationalism of journalism sometimes, and this was. Unfortunately, sometime around your era, uh, Sonny, and it's too bad, but I I don't associate with them. And ACDC is not about that. ACDC is not about the murder. They're about love. It's about compassion. It's about passion. It's about hungry men
4: dinners. (laughs) No, it's not about murder.
0: There's another story that Angus in an interview said one time. It's about when he was a kid, his room would get too hot and he would open his window and his window connected to an alley. And that there would be like weird crazy. noises and stuff down the alley and the songs about that.
3: Okay, that's good. That's scary. Dude, I, what the fuck is wrong with that? I already opened the windows wino is going to come in. That's <laughs> crazy. But that's the end. That's the last track. And so we end Highway to Hell before we start doing what we normally do, which is ranking all the songs. Final thoughts, Sonny? Uh, simple, sexy
0: swagger i love bonds he can talk with his eyes in the videos the devilish grin the don't take yourself too seriously three and a half four minute songs that you don't got to be too smart like me to enjoy mass appeal connects to everybody these songs will live way past us many of these songs will live for a life hell my son just heard them for the first time yesterday he's like Wow, that was some great songs, dad. And he's 20 mm-hmm. years old and he hadn't really heard these. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool for me because my son really enjoys like TSO and some of that complicated crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of nice to know that he can come back to this kind of uh, more simple stuff. But uh, overall, really good album.
4: Yeah, you're right. There's a time and a place for, look, we all like different bands, different genres, different styles of, of rock specifically. <clears throat> and there's a time and a place, depending on your mood, for what you're in, for what you want. Like, I, look, I'm a huge Rush fan. There are certain times where I'm into that. And there are certain times when I'm like, you know what? I I, I can't deal with a with a nine-minute song with 14 time signatures. I, I want something. I want ACDC and I want Highway to Hell. You know I like the the pummeling Brian Johnson back and black for those about to rock, ball breaker, you know whatever you want to call it ACDC. but I like this it, we've said the word a million times swagger then that, that that's what it is. that's what Bond Scott brings here. the groove, the riffs, the rhythm it, it, it's a timeless album. It's an album that you're you're never gonna get sick of and it's an album that you're gonna find yourself always coming back to sooner or later. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, it's my favorite ACDC album. Uh, I'm glad we did this. I love Back in Black. But I love that album. Everybody does. But this is my favorite ACDC
3: album. And I love Bon Scott. And this is why. We're both grunge fans. Sonny is not what you would call a grunge fan. Certain times. I don't, I can't put it on. Like, I don't want to get pensive. I don't want to start thinking too much. I just want to put something on. The only time ACDC and this album can't go on is if I don't want to get too fucking hyped up. Like if I'm with my parents, I'm not playing this in the background, go around and punch somebody in the back. Like, you know what I mean? Like this song fucking, you can play this at every barbecue, every time you're cooking or doing chores of the house. There's no reason why you can't have it on unless you don't want to get too excited because the fucking album rocks that's how good this is so the this album to me is quintessential acdc and again another one of my favorite inventions and i hope to think that in in a time if uh we all believe in the afterlife and uh, jesus and god and all that other stuff i'm gonna get philosophical on you i'd always want to think that if i could go to heaven the one thing i'd always want to do is have the game where i can always be like can you tell me if this happened can you tell me if that happened if jk didn't get killed? Can you please tell me what would happen with ACDC if Bon Scott didn't die? I'm I'm curious. I'm like yep. because I fucking love him. Although ACDC may not be my top 10 frontman, he i mean uh, bands, he's probably a top, top easily my frontman. He's oh, yeah. so likable, yep. he's so fucking cool. I love that he doesn't give a shit. I, I think his voice is great. Is it not? It's not top vocals I've ever heard. But he knows what he's doing I can listen to him He's authentic And he's a true rock badass That you can fucking love And the whole band is like that They're not unlikable characters Unless you call setting up a hitman To kill your fucking ex-wife Or whatever the fuck he did Back there, uh, Phil Rudd But like, they're all likable Angus Young is a likable person Malcolm Young, like the whole band Brian Johnson is a likable person How can you have anything but Not positive things about ACDC I love this album I don't know if it's my favorite But I love Bon Scott and for me I love that we got to do his ACDC first Then Brian Johnson's So
4: that's all I wanted to add and one last thing we didn't even get into, we didn't even bring this, but just kind of before we get into the rankings, we didn't even mention, you know, the fact that, you know, it, it, it'll be four years ago this year where Malcolm Young passed away. Um, he passed away in 2017 and what a loss. I mean, we, we talk about it during this episode. Everybody talks about Angus and his riffs, but if you're talking about underrated rhythm guitar players, you 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 have to be talking about Malcolm Young. So rest in peace to him.
3: Uh, Tom, the thing I would tell you is I, I I love him When we did one of our first drafts ever On our live cast yep. And we were drafting a, an imaginary fake All-star band yes. I picked him I remember as a that. rhythm guitar player yep. Because I think of You just go rhythm guitar player Who else can you get that can give you a better crunch A, 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 a songwriter And a lyricist yep. And backing vocals And won't give you shit mm-hmm. Right? I know, no. uh, and, and and just reliable and a good guy from all I've heard. Yep. So I think I, you know, God bless him too. Yeah, it's
0: crazy because Angus. I think it's normal to give Angus the uh, credit for the mm-hmm. riffs. Ooh, we don't have any idea they're Angus's riffs. Correct. We don't know that for sure. It could easily be Malcolm. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, Neither I, one of those guys are going to tell you, well, Malcolm can't tell you, and he wouldn't have anyway, so it doesn't matter.
3: Right. I think they're a team, though. I think yeah. they worked well off of each other, and I, and that God bless them both. Uh, again, nobody says anything bad about ACDC, and that's for a reason. Those yep. guys kick ass. So, rankings, 10 songs. We're going to start 10 to the number one. Who wants to go first this time? Ooh, this is going to be tough. I'll go first this time, I guess. Sonny, you want to go next or you want to go last? Uh I'll go next. Okay.
4: I'll go last All right. This this is a this is gonna this is a tough one for me. Uh, you want to preface it? It's, it's, it's especially my top, my the top of my list. Um so I I'll just go right here. So the, the bottom of my list was easy. This is one of those albums where the, the bottom was a little easier. Once you climb to the top, kind of like a dart throw. But uh number 10 for me is beating around the bush sunny
0: yeah for me it's this whole album there's two meh songs there's one good one there's one that would be my number one no matter what and numbers two through seven could change on the day to be honest okay, okay. so um my my uh number 10 is love hungry man That's just not it's wow not, it's not good. okay okay
3: um for me i'm like you uh tom my number ten is probably going to be somewhere in the middle of our top songs. Yep. That's how. That's why I want to preface this. So even though it's ten, I still like it. It's not a bad song, mm-hmm. and that's beating around the bush. Okay. Wow.
4: Uh, so my number nine, and uh, I, 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 we've talked about it. I think it's like it's, it's the weak chorus that kind of puts it drops it down. It's still a good song. Uh, and number nine is "Get It Hot."
0: My number nine, I can't get past it. It's going to be Night Prowler. I just, I don't ever go to it.
3: Fair enough. Uh, number nine for me, Walk All Over You. Ooh, wow. Okay. Wow.
4: Uh, number eight for me. Uh, I like the song, but it's it's just too slow to be too higher, any higher than this. And number eight for me is Night Prowler.
0: Uh, number eight for me is going to be Get It Hot.
4: A little boring for me.
3: Hmm. Number eight for me, Love Hungry
4: Man. That is my number seven, Love Hungry Man.
0: My number seven, shot down in flames. <sighs> so here's where it gets tough, right? Because my number God. two through seven could change at any time. Okay. It's there the the seven I the seven I have left are outstanding
3: songs. Yep. So I'm at, I will tell you this my top three or my top 3. I wasn't changing that. Right from I didn't even have to listen. But 4 through 7, every one of these songs changed. This was number 4 for me. And now it's number 7 before we're done with this. And that's and all these songs are awesome, I think. Girls got rhythm. Mm.
4: All right, my number 6, walk all over you.
0: Uh, My number six was beating around the bush. I guess I like it better
4: than you. Wow. Okay. Uh,
3: Number six for me, Night Prowler. This top five
4: for me, I mean, specifically the top three, but number five for me is uh, Touch Too Much. Wow. Uh, Number five for me was Walk All Over You. Get It Hot, number five for me. Wow. Number four, this, when, when we, when we just, de- it's funny, when we decided to do this album, th- my number four, this was, this was like, oh, this is gonna be number one, probably number two, but it's number four, and that's Girls Got Rhythm.
0: Uh, my number four is If You Want Blood. That's how
3: good this oh, album is. Sonny
1: Sunny comes in with a
3: haymaker as usual. Fucking can't. Drop we can't do it without dropping something that like what? Uh number four, shot. Uh we're in four, right? Shot yep. down in flames. Such a fun fucking song. And Bond pulls it off.
4: Number three. This is where I might start taking gunshots from, from you guys and maybe the listeners. I'm sorry. Number three, highway to hell. Wow
0: all right my number three is touch too much touch
4: too much for me number three I'm gonna tell you right now during this recording I flipped my one and two I've done this I've done this before during episodes uh and and I it's literally 50 50 coin flip for me but something needs to be one something needs to be two and right now shot down in flames is number two for me
0: Number two for me is "Girls Got Rhythm." I,
3: yeah, that song's way song.
4: too good. Great song, great song.
3: Number two, if you want blood,
4: and that is my number one. If you want blood, it's just got everything I want in Bon and everything I want in this album. It's it's just balls out, awesome.
0: And then if my tracking mechanism is correct, both Zeus and I have the same number one. In Highway to Hell
4: I, I forgot know, to I, mention I feel un-American for not having that as my number one But
3: you should I know, I know uh, Highway to Hell also is a soft spot for me Because it's the ending part in the credits For a forgotten Adam Sandler classic movie Little Nicky
4: <laughs> Oh, thank God I've never seen that <laughs> yeah, it's not that great of a movie.
3: <laughs> I think that movie's hilarious. Thank because awesome they have never big, seen that. Big Rock guys, and they end with Highway to Hell, and they they stop them, and they, they're rocking out to the song. Another yeah. thing, Zeus too, that we haven't mentioned, Highway to Hell, that's big time high school bus ride, football, hockey. Oh,
1: yeah. Are you
3: now, kidding me? Yes, one yes. Blood is too. Those two songs yep. were on our school bus ride going to the garden going to go always game. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, big yep. time. Coming out to music, Highway to Hell, along with Shook Me All Night Long, which still plays in places and back in black and stuff. Yeah, that's a song I don't need to hear again. You Shook Me All Night Long, but that's okay. Total tied for fourth was
0: Girls Got Rhythm and Shot Down in Flames. Third was Touch Too Much. Second was If You Want Blood. And number one was Highway to
3: Hell. I will tell you this, Sonny. This is the first time, and I know you guys have probably done this once, This is the first time my ranking went out. Number one, Highway to Hell. Number two, if you want blood. Number three, touch too much. I've never had that. Wow. Okay. How can I go wrong? It's this fucking album. Exactly. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, All right. Here comes a scary part now. All right. So these are the albums we have reviewed so far, and they are 17 albums. Okay. We reviewed Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Whitesnake, Slide It In Van Halen's OU812 Soundgarden, Super Unknown Def Leppard, Pyromania Metallica, Load Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind Bon Jovi, Debut, Bon Jovi Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies Winger, Debut, Winger The Singles, Soundtrack Tesla, Mechanical Resonance Yngwie Malmsteen Odyssey Hailstorm debut, Hailstorm, Rat Detonator, and now acdc Highway to Hell. So the first thing we always do is album cover rankings. Tom, do you have your list in front of you, or do you I mean- do?
4: No, I do. So I have uh number one, I have Blizzard of Oz. Number two, Peace of Mind. Number 3, Appetite for Destruction. Number 4, Pyromania. 5, Mechanical Residence, 6, Slatted In. 7, Hailstorm. 8, Odyssey. 9, Jar of Flies. 10, Super Unknown. 11, Singles. 12, Bon Jovi. 13, Winger. 14, Load. 15, OU812. 16, Detonator. I am putting this cover right behind Blizzard of Oz. Number 2. Wow. It's just uh, the the iconic nature of it, and I can't remember not. I feel like this album has been like a piece of me my entire life. It's just the iconic imagery, the logo, the horns, the tail. Just it's it's just it's too much. It's touched too much.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. So my rankings uh, initially are: Peace of Mind, Slided In, Blizzard. Pyromania, Appetite, Mecha- Mechanical Resonance, Hailstorm, Bon Jovi, Detonator, Singles, Winger, Super Known, Super Unknown, Jar of Flies, Odyssey, ou 8 one and Load. This album is going to go right behind Appetite and before Mechanical at number six.
3: Nice. Okay. Number six for Sonny. All right. All right. <laughs> Booger. Uh, For me, I have at number one Blizzard of Oz, number two Appetite for Destruction Three, Peace of Mind, Four, Slide It In Five, Pyromania, Six, Jar of Flies Seven, Mechanical Resonance Eight, Super Unknown, Nine, Single Soundtrack, Ten, OU812 Eleven, Bon Jovi Twelve, Hailstorm Thirteen, Odyssey Fourteen, Winger, Fifteen, Detonator Sixteen, Load I am putting Highway to Hell in between sliding in and pyromania it's going in at number five nice it's iconic it's better than pyromania even though the the image is better they're both iconic mm-hmm. but i still think slide it in with what do we call it Sonny?
0: snakes and titties
3: <laughs> is a better album cover even though what one's more iconic than the other so yeah that's uh that means highway to hell pushed a lot of people uh A lot of album covers down. So let's go to the album itself. The rankings. Tom, do you have your rankings? I do. Oh boy. This is
4: rough. Do you want to read them? Yes. All right. So far, I got number one mechanical Resonance. two singles, three pyromania, four jar of flies, five appetite for destruction, six odyssey, seven hailstorm, eight blizzard of Oz, nine super unknown, 10 load, 11 slide it in, 12 winger 13 detonator 14 oh 15 bon jovi 16 peace of mind oh boy this is really difficult highway to hell see if you ask me this tomorrow i say this every time we do these if you ask me this tomorrow it could be totally different but for right now i am putting a highway to hell behind pyromania at number four
0: okay
4: Ahead of, Jar of Flies and behind Pyromania, which I can't believe I'm dropping Appetite for Destruction again, but <laughs> this is just getting impossible for me. It's just getting more and more difficult, especially with these group these group picks with these iconic albums. So, Sunny, all right. So
0: my rankings so far are: Hailstorm, Slided In, Appetite, Mechanical Resonance, Pyromania, Winger. Peace of Mind, Bon Jovi, OU812, Blizzard of Oz, Odyssey, single soundtrack, Detonator, Super Unknown, Jar of Flies, and Load. There is 16 albums. I am putting this dead center at number nine. So Fair right enough. Uh, in between OU812 and Bon Jovi self-titled. And really, it's there's some great songs on this thing. I just don't go to ACDC often because when it comes down to it, I'm not a huge ACDC fan, but yep. ACDC fan, ACDC isn't something I turn off. It's not one of my top right. 10. It could make a top 50. There's no doubt. I can name 40 ACDC songs without even trying, right? So I'm yep. enough of a fan to understand it. And I do love the bon Scott years better. But some of these albums, you're talking about some of my favorite albums of all time here.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, that, that, and that's yeah. the thing. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these rankings here. I mean, I have super unknown ranked 10th. Like I, I, I love that album. I mean, I, mean, I have, I have, I have it in ranked 12th. I have appetite for destruction ranked sixth on <laughs> that is insane. That is one of my all time favorite albums, but
3: it, it's just getting more difficult. Yeah. All right. So for me, my number one, Blizzard of Oz, two, Pyromania, three, appetite, uh, four, mechanical resonance, five singles, 6 Jar of Flies 7 Bon Jovi Debut Uh, 8 Super Unknown 9 Slided In 10 Detonator 11 Peace of Mind 12 Load 13 Hailstorm 14 Odyssey Uh, 15 OU812 And uh, rounding up the rear is Winger at number 16 Where am I putting Highway to Hell? I'm putting this at number 4 Ooh, Just like me Yep uh, Blizzard of Oz, Pyromania, Appetite, Highway to Hell, then Mechanical Resonance. Nice, yeah. So nice. it's uh, overall it's uh, highly ranked comparatively speaking, yep. and uh, it's a great album. The good thing is, uh, you know, we we will keep com- these album reviews coming. Tom is up next. I am dying to hear this Best part of these episodes are the episodes That when it ends that I hear what the next Album review is going to be when we come up with it So uh, I'm anxious to hear What Tom has coming down the line But before we move on We usually go to this Sonny, what makes you rock hard
4: other than hungry man dinners? <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking,
0: you know, what you, you should do for your pick is Zeus. I will pick the 186 CD behind you.
3: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, too risky. <laughs> Which section? The Elvis section? The exactly. alternative rock section? The country <laughs> section? Or uh the hair metal section, the Zeppelin section, the kiss section. Too risky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so rock hard segment here. Um we recently on Grown Up Rock interviewed a band called the LA Maybe and they have an album out there called Dirty Damn Tricks. And, you know, since we knew we were doing an A C D C uh type episode, these guys have an A C D C flavor called the LA Maybe. A um, band from the Carolinas, if you're a fan of like Guns N' Roses, AC/DC, Van Halen, these guys are kind of that perfect mix. Uh, Dallas on guitar, Daryl on guitar, Josh on keys, Rashawn on bass, Ryan on drums, and a guy named Alvi Robinson on vocals, who has an interesting story because he was one of the four singers that auditioned to replace Brian Johnson in AC/DC in 2016. Oh, wow. So he's got the voice. This isn't your... This isn't your uh, local bar band doing fucking back in black and uh, barely can do it and then can't do another song. Th- this isn't one of those, right? This is a guy who's got the voice and and has Axel in his voice. So he's got a little mm-hmm. bit of Axel and a little bit of Brian Johnson. So it's very, very interesting. Album's called Dirty Damn Tricks. If you want to give it a shot, there's four songs I would tell you to give a shot to. Sucker Punch, which could be a bonus track right off of Appetite. Mr. Danger, which is like an ACDC song with a pop chorus, she's reckless, which has got kind of an '80s Bon Jovi flavor, and a song called Oh Sugar, which has got part ACDC and part Def Leppard. These guys have grown up and have the hooks, the fat, meaty type melodic hooks that we love of the bands that we talk about. L.A. Maybe Dirty Damn Tricks.
4: Yeah, and you shared us, you shared with us the uh, Oh Sugar clip, yeah. which Did you I like was it? I, I was very surprised. I liked it. Very, very, it's, I like new bands that they have their, they, they, they pave their own way. They have their own sound, but they're, but they, they still kind of, you know, hold on to that classic eras of stuff, which it's, it's a, it was a cool sound for sure. I like it. So maybe check out the rest of it. All right. So for me, um, I am a huge fan of, uh, documentaries, true crime documentaries if they're if they're well made if they're informative and if they're not very sensationalistic i watched what is probably the best one i've seen in recent memory and one of the reasons why it's great is because it's right here in our backyard with of me and Zeus and it's a four part documentary series on netflix called this is a robbery the world's greatest art heist and it's about the Art heist from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston that happened in nineteen ninety. This documentary is unbelievable. I I I didn't know what I was going to get into. I wanted to watch it because if you are from this area, you you say Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, and people like, oh no shit, I know. They still don't know who did it. Can you believe that? Like they still don't know who did it. You watch this documentary. It is, I have never seen much, so much meticulous research put into a documentary where by the time it's over, they've practically solved it, but it's still unsolved because they can't really nail down who did it. I can't recommend it enough. And it was really cool too. I've read a ton of mob books that I, I love nonfiction. I run a ton of, ton of mob books. And they actually mention in this documentary, my hometown of Medford, Mass., because way back then there was actually a mafia initiation ceremony that was done in the Heights of Medford where I grew up, but that's okay. A lot of Italian people there. Zeus knows that, but uh, I, I I can't recommend enough. It's called, this is a robbery world's greatest art heist on Netflix. Absolutely mesmerizing.
3: It's on my uh, uh, queue. No. Yeah. I want, as soon as I saw it coming up, I'm like, all right, I definitely will watch this. Oh. I know all about it. Remember yep. when it happened. And so. I'm dying to see it, Tom, so good, call. good oh, call It's amazing Yep, yep. So for me, I've done this before uh, I talked about Law & Order The TV show, which is You know, iconic, everybody knows Law & Order You're home, you're tired, whatever You flick on, oh, Law & Order's gonna start you watch an episode And you love it, and you could be Law & Order The original, Law & Order SVU You could even like Criminal, you can like them all For me, I was uh, always an original. I liked Law and Order. I liked Sam Watterson. I loved McCoy, the DA, because there's more, and he always had the smoking hot ADAs, which there's no way (laughs) at some point the hiring practices, somebody would be like, dude, what's going on there with this guy, McCoy? Where's he getting these women? (laughs) Like, this is ridiculous. Someone's going to fucking file a complaint on him. But it's always great. And I love the cops. I loved Lenny Briscoe. He was just so funny, and like it, it was just a great show. And I love SVU. I love uh, Chris Marloni. I love that if you watched the first actual series on HBO, do you know what that was? Go ahead. Oz and oh. all these characters from either uh, Law and Order. Or uh, Homicide All those character actors And actors are always all the criminals In this stuff Anyways, Christopher Maloney was just incredible on Oz as well I like him yeah, He good. was like the most graphic Male like make out Sections, cocks out Asses <laughs> out It's not for the faint of heart Like Everybody between like him Luke Perry, dicks out, everything Ass, like they showed everything <laughs> Like like I think you, it was just out there But the series is so incredible But anyways, he came back So obviously his character left Law & Order About 10 years ago And now he's back after I'm not going to give it away But something happened in his family So he's now back And he has his their own show And it's Law & Order called Organized Crime uh, Dylan McDermott plays like the The mob guy that he's kind of going after. And it's a little different because it's not the serial kind of like where you just turn on Law & Order episode. You don't need to know what happened in the background. Maybe they might have a little subplot about someone's family story in the background a little bit. But you don't need to watch it to watch an episode. This one is a little different because you're following really the actor is really dominating. And he's back and he came back from Italy. He was uh, like liaison there with the New York police department. Someone attacked his family and now he's out to solve it. And they put him on a criminal unit for organized crime. Now I am a big mob mafia guru buff. I know everything about it. I follow that shit all the way down the line. I can name the families. I can name who was in boss. I love all that shit. So I'm like excited to see where this show goes. You know, Dylan McDermott plays the criminal in this one, and of course, his father's in the first couple episodes, and his father is played by good old jowl actor from A Bronx Tale. You know him, Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, he plays you know the guy from Bronx Tale. He plays the mobster, and they have for some reason they have the actor the mobster's name Sinatra. Come on. What? what? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to name the mobster guy his last name Sinatra? That's a little too much. But anyway, yeah, come on. Come on. is just steals every episode, every scene that he's in. It's just so much fun. And then you see Olivia Benson, his old partner there, Mariska Hargitay come in, and they, there's this obviously tension because they haven't seen each other in ten years, and you're waiting for each episode. Where are they going to talk about it? And then Ice T kind of makes an appearance in the first one. It's Ice T because you think it's he's awesome. Ice T, and yep. and the and the episode is building. It's building, and so I just watched episode. Uh, I think it's number three, and it's great. And you got a lot of the recurring cut, his family members. Making appearances on the show and stuff And I've been really getting into it And I love Law and Order I think Dick Wolf does an incredible job And mm-hmm. he makes appealing television And it's not very much that you can say these days is appealing television And he does mm-hmm. a great job And Christopher Maloney does an awesome job Law and Order Organized Crime That's what uh, nice. I recommend Very cool Cool. So before we wrap this up Sonny where can we find you buddy
0: uh, I'm everywhere uh, Growing up rock Dot com is probably the easiest place, but, uh, just, uh, hit me on Twitter. Probably the easiest way.
4: Nice. And, uh, yeah, you can find us shout it out loudcast. Uh, we are, if you're listening to this episode for the first time, we are primarily an all kiss podcast, new episodes dropping on Saturdays. Uh, we do these monthly album review crew episodes with sunny, where we review obviously non kiss albums that we love, um and uh, our email is shout it Loudcast at gmail.com and you can find us on all the social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh we have a great uh, Facebook group page, Shout It Out Loudcasters for all you KISS fans. Uh that's a great place to find us. Um and we are part of the awesome pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows, including ours uh and yeah check us out you know reach out to us tell us what you think of uh, acdc highway to hell tell us what you think of acdc in general tell us what you think of our rankings um so yeah reach out to us send us an email we read them all and uh, most of them we read on the air as well
3: yeah i like to echo those sentiments tom people can uh, always dm us on uh our instagram our facebook and our twitter accounts we're very active on social media please email us We like the emails specifically for these episodes. Email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We always like to thank Ed at ClickT Shop, where you can get all your Shout It Out Loudcast gear. He has a great ARC-type shirt that uh, he's been putting out there for us. If you're interested in that, take a look at that. And don't forget our Patreon account, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah, that's out there. If you want to help contribute, you can always find the app, Patreon, or the, uh, actual website, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, or in the episode notes. Uh, and finally, if you, uh, like the show and appreciate, we appreciate all your feedback. If you give us one of those five star, star child reviews on iTunes. That's, uh, always greatly appreciated. It helps, uh, get us out to, to the masses and, uh, keep building up the program. So we greatly appreciate that. And finally, I like to always end uh, these episodes with famous last words. So those are lyrics from the album. Sunny, you're up first, buddy.
0: She had the face of an angel smiling with sin, a body of Venus with arms dealing with danger, stroking my skin. Let the thunder and lightning
4: start do those lyrics work with nicole or no uh i'm gonna go try right now uh, Thunder? <laughs> she, she's gonna be like thunder and lightning it's sunny out now it's it's there's no there's no storms coming Ooh, what are you talking that was about what was you talking sunny so yeah there's no sunny that's right good well done all right yeah i'm gonna go dark on you bitches okay yeah, don't don't try these lyrics with Nicole, Sonny. <laughs> okay. As you lie there naked, like a body in a tomb, suspended animation. As I
2: slip into your room,
3: I'm
4: your night prowler. Oh, ooh, ooh. There's so many great lyrics or really terrible lyrics I could pick from that. <laughs> but I didn't want to frighten Sonny anymore. He's, he's yeah. already, up, he's already uh, upset. Sensitive individual. He is. He's already upset.
3: So for me, I think the quintessential lyrics of this album, the Bon Scott era and Bon Scott himself. Here we go. Hey, Satan, pay my dues playing in a rocking band. Hey, mama, look at me. I'm on the way To the promised land. Oh, God God, God bless Malcolm Young. God bless Bond Scott. Tom, thank you. Sonny, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on again. Love me some ACDC highway to hell, baby.
4: Sonny, thank you. Guys, listeners out there, thank you. Zeus, as always, thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed this because we sure did too. See you next time.
3: Peace out, Girl Scout.